and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name is Sean Bell. I am joined by Matthew Murray. Hello. And he's fucking back. James Farley, you made it. I did. In one piece, but yeah. somewhat exhausted. Yeah, I mean, sorry, that was a bit weird. I don't know what happened <laughs> yeah. to my voice there. <laughs> but also your voice has broken since you've been yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've been, we've been back like two days now, so it's okay, but it's yeah. still the seven-hour time difference, and um, yeah. it, I mean, I always find, I was saying to Matt earlier, it's like, it takes about three or four days to, like, readjust back to it, but... I was going to say, I, I thought the rule was, like, one day for every hour's difference nah, before you fully... Okay. Nah, that's bullshit. Uh, but okay. <laughs> it's, but the thing about it is, I mean, it's for me, and, like, Chen, it's not so bad, but it's for the kids that it's the problem. And so yeah. you've got like the situation where we came back and then they're up at like two in the morning every day and it's Brilliant. like go back to bed. It's like you can't you know, you can't <laughs> this isn't gonna work. And then I mean we you I mean you basically just, you know, get over that by forcing them to stay awake for like the whole day and then so they've been awake for nearly twenty four hours by this point, so they're completely wasted. And uh, And they're in a really good mood about that, I yeah, assume. They usually they're yeah, usually yeah. really really happy but but no because usually like with, with my children, they're still fighting going to bed, even at that stage. Like they're still just like, I'm not tired, I'm not going to bed and it's like you clearly are. It's uh, you need to go to bed. But uh, yeah, so we get that every time. But um yeah, it's it's good to be back, I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, are they at school obviously. like tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, they go back tomorrow. Oh wow! Yeah, that'll be that'll be great fun. Yeah, well, I'm hoping it's going to make them really tired, so then when they come home, they'll go to bed. I mean, this is what I'm really, really praying is going to happen. It's yeah. um, yeah. I mean, we we know people who are like go to China and then they come back and then they send their kids to school like the next day, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> how can you do that? It's like it's it's I mean, even a couple of days. I feel a bit bad about it. And um, yeah, we were just glad there was like a bank holiday or whatever because yeah. it made it even worse. But I don't know. Are you are you back in work or are you tomorrow? Smart? Yeah, tomorrow yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. Christ. But I'm looking forward to that. Finally, yeah. get back to my office. I haven't got anybody bothering me. Well, I will have, but <laughs> close you know, the door. It's yeah, it's going to be table. Yeah, I mean, you see, we've been staying. I mean, we were staying over there, and we were staying in like a one-bedroom apartment, and there was like six of us. So it's a bit <laughs> intense and. We've had the yeah. children the whole time, like on top of us, and so I'm looking forward to them going back to school. It's um, it's gonna be good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I'm glad you've had a lovely holiday. Yeah, no, it, was, <laughs> it was all right this time actually. I mean, it was yeah. it was uh, yeah, it was um, it was not as bad as previous experiences I've had, and um, I felt a bit bad about coming back, mostly because I didn't want to come back to Brexit Britain. And it was it was really nice, yeah. like not to hear any of that for like two weeks. <laughs> but or so. the thing is, like, uh, it, it, because it's been like a parliamentary break, like we've also heard nothing about it. So oh. you actually went, you actually left in like the worst <laughs> yeah. period because it's been like no Brexit talk for two weeks, <laughs> and now they're back. Well, like next week, isn't it? So you're going to hear yeah. it's like you really you coincided your holiday exactly with their holiday. I was yeah, trying to explain proper. it to like people that I know over there, and they were like, "What's going on?" And I just said, "Well, you know, we're doing this. That you know, we're supposed to be leaving the European Union," and they were just like. Why? And it's like, it's like, <laughs> I'm like that's that's a whole can of worms. Like everything yeah. there, it's like, uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. So, well, you know, basically, you know, lies and racism and some like maybe valid economical arguments. But anyway, um, did, right. did you explain the whole customs union and single market thing to them? <laughs> I did. I did to some people actually, and they were loving that. It was like yeah. then. Then I got onto the backstop. And I started explaining oh, that yeah, as well. Oh, let's so. go onto the backstop. <laughs> um, right. Should we? Well, did, 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 did you? <laughs> no. Did you hear last week's show? <laughs> uh, I did hear last week's show. Yeah, it was good. 
it was a good episode. I also watched the live show as well. Um, oh, which, yeah. oh yeah, I saw that while I was while I was over there because I, I did that thing where because I subscribed to like YouTube Premium while I was there so that I could download stuff because oh, yeah, forget yeah. about like streaming anything it's impossible like with the VPN so I managed mm-hmm. to like download it and watch it. And it was really good. I felt really sad not to be there because I thought you guys were brilliant and it was. Um, oh, thank you. It was. We, we thought we. I mean, we were just fucked, weren't we? Matt? Yeah. And Dave, Dave <laughs> we was knackered we as well. well. So um, tired. It didn't show. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I thought you were, yeah, I thought it was really good. Especially, I mean, I, no, my favourite bit I was saying, I mean, I've said before, was that, was the stuff about the snooker. I mean, that, <laughs> that was incredible. Like, this, this idea of just That was like, a good bit. Yeah, it well, was, the, it was the, that, the, the fact I went to try and play it and they were using that a section as like, like, yeah, basically just for like storage. <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> playing, but they've got the. Why are they blocking the screen? Why isn't this? Yeah. Like, what's really You weren't there, James. Yeah, mm. I was really glad we got the video stuff sorted, though. It's it's making me think we should do more with that next mm-hmm. time because we we haven't really bothered previously. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and considering it was just like filmed filmed on my phone and uh, with like Sean's tripod and stuff, I mean, it worked out. Worked yeah. out really well, but it, yeah. it was so much harder, James. Without you there, I mean, we, we really missed you. And actually, most of like that day, I was like, well, a fair few times, I looked over my shoulder, thinking, "Are we, are we missing someone?" I realised obviously <laughs> you weren't there. I was like, "It's just me." <laughs> so I, I was looking around for you, even though I knew you weren't there. But it was so much harder without you on stage. Right? We've just, we've just three of you. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, um, it does. Like just having that, yeah, that fourth person there just to fill in any gaps or whatever makes a massive difference. But. um but yeah, yeah, roll on EGX 2019 yeah. in it's in October this year, isn't it? Yeah, late October. Yes, yeah. good. Um, and your video went down a storm, which is it uh, did. Yeah, that that was not a lot of fun to record. I'll be honest. It was. <laughs> it was a lot it was of fun to watch. Is it, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it was it was two days after we'd been there, and mm. I wanted to go somewhere that was like rubbish to record it, and but like. Chen wouldn't let me. She was like, "No, we've got to go somewhere that like is famous or whatever." And also, you see, I had this idea I was going to record it in a restaurant in the beginning, but then it's like just chaos and too much noise. And <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. I was gonna, I was gonna sit there and eat like barbecue, like while I was like recording it. I thought it'd be quite good. But uh, yeah, that that didn't go down very well. That idea. So it's my favourite. When you said you want to go somewhere rubbish, or what did you have in mind? Like sort of like a back street with like you know loads of like what what obviously where you where you shot the video is like. Is like what was it like a bay or dock or something? And it had like that's well, that's thing- like that's like the center. Of, it's like the Bund. It's like the center of like yeah. Shanghai. It's so like it the nice and picture, yeah. nice in the background. But where did you originally like want to get a shot then? Like down some dark alleyway. Well, yeah, basically. I mean, because I, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is where I was living. Like, because I, I live far, far away from there. Like, I live on the outskirts of like Shanghai. It's like it used to be an old an old town that then got incorporated into the city and it's like it's basically just farmers everywhere and i was going to do it there but chen wouldn't let me which i thought a bit sad about <laughs> but so uh, my favorite bit of that was uh so i was talking to andy afterwards andy hamilton and he was he was sat next to a mate of ours who doesn't listen to the show but he turned up anyway and he was like <laughs> during that whole bit he was like leaning over to andy being like why is why is this funny why is everyone laughing and andy <laughs> And you said, no, what you don't understand is he's legitimately miserable in this. <laughs> <laughs> he's and it's true. Every second when, of this. <laughs> when I was recording that, absolutely. Because I had people, the other reason I wanted to do it somewhere far away is so then people wouldn't be like watching really what I was doing. Because yeah. where I was was like one of the major tourist destinations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's just people walking past. And then there was this one guy who kept on walking past and then just standing like uncomfortably close to me, just grinning at me. <laughs> 
And it was just, it was very uncomfortable. I, I didn't it's, enjoy it's, it. <laughs> it's so weird because I know, so when we did EGX last year, you know, we all sort of vaguely said, oh, it'd be cool if we all like filmed stuff like on our way to Birmingham yeah. um, and do like a little video. And then we all sort of agreed we felt weird doing it but and it's so weird because obviously you see so much stuff on youtube people just filming themselves walking around and talking at the camera that you sort of think oh well that's just the age we live in now no one feels weird about that anymore but it's like uh, no I, I would feel really weird about it and if i saw someone doing it i would think they were a dick yeah which is really unfair <laughs> yeah i, I definitely um, look like a dick so it was it was <laughs> it was awful that's that's why and that, that's why i was trying to get it through like as quickly as possible because i was like i need yeah. to get out of here and, you know, then I've got like, my son down there going like, why are we doing this? Can we just go? <laughs> and all this kind of thing is just, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was awkward. Yeah, because you can't really be like, well, it's, it's daddy's job. It's not, it's not really. It's, it's that, not, te- no. Te- te- technically, technically a hobby. Which yeah. is the- <laughs> and yet I'm here doing this video. That is great. <laughs> but yeah, it was, yeah, just, it was really good. Know. Anyway, glad to have you back. Um, you. Yeah. Right, housekeeping. Not a lot, just to remind you that we stream every week quite a lot. Um, and it's a lot of fun, and you should watch. Uh, so every Friday, James is be streaming. You're still doing Deadly Prem, yeah? Yeah. Do you know? I, I missed. Have I missed you missed that? that actually, you? I, okay. I genuinely missed it the other week. Do you know, we came back on Friday night, and we got yeah. back at about I think it was about half past nine, ten o'clock. And I was mm. genuinely tempted to just hop on and say, "Okay, let's continue. Let's just let's just get, let's get going with this again." Because <laughs> I think I'm near the end, and yeah, I'm, okay. I'm quite excited about that. You got any thoughts about what you're going to do after? No, although I'm okay. thinking I want to play something that I actually want to play, which yeah, I haven't. Be, uh, yeah, that's fair. I've never done that before, so it's yeah. um yeah, or maybe maybe, maybe uh, this is, maybe this is when I have to switch over to FIFA because I've been I've been having it pretty easy so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. So yeah, James streams uh, Daily Premonition every Friday at nine pm. Uh, Matt is streaming Bloodborne every Sunday at half eight. Um, how's that going, Matt? I didn't catch yours yesterday i was in a really crappy area it's like the nightmare yeah. frontier oh god yeah it's horrible yeah i wasn't a fan of it but i did get to the yeah. boss and i guess i'll just keep i'll try that boss again poppy next week but yeah i just wasn't a fan of the area mm-hmm. and uh yeah also i had like a full day of like sun and a couple of beers earlier and it was a bit and also i hadn't <laughs> for 10 days it felt like forever and i was a bit, you know it was fine but i'm looking forward to next week's <laughs> shall we say <laughs> Um, and then every Tuesday, um, I play a mysterious indie. Sometimes it's a mystery, sometimes it isn't. Um, yeah, every Tuesday I play an indie game at 9pm and people talk about door etiquette in an office and how to correctly use a Dyson Airblade. Um, and it's a great time. Yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to clip that. Because <laughs> it, it was a great little conversation. Yeah. Well, I ended up having an argument with Chris Spann about it because he was like, hang on, what's. And, and basically, his YouTube recommendations are now apparently all just like hand dryer tutorials. Um, <laughs> tutorials? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, they exist on YouTube apparently. Um, anyway, it's, it's really not that interesting. So, um, yeah, if you are enjoying the streams or even if you just want to support us in general, um, you can subscribe to us on Twitch. Um, but also, if you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime, which means you can give, well, basically means you've got one free sub to give away each month, which costs you nothing, but it does give us a little bit of money. We actually did all right out of that this month, didn't we? Because Twitch have changed how they pay people, which meant we got two kickbacks in one go. Yeah, yeah. We basically had is, two payments over a weekend. It was yeah, the best thing ever. Um, and it's no coincidence that in the same month I've got a new webcam and my new tiny seven-inch monitor to help me do streaming stuff. So much appreciated. It yeah, does yeah help. it really is. I mean, mm-hmm. people might think oh, I was just some free thing from Twitch, but uh, well, Amazon and, and Twitch, but it really does make a huge difference. Uh, so we really appreciate every one of them. 
Yeah, totally. And the fact, the fact that like you have to redo it every month, like I forget to do it. Um, so the fact that people actually bother to, you know, there's like people who've been doing it for like 18 months straight and stuff um, is really nice. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, feedback. I mean, um, can I, was I say, do James, my feedback? Do, yeah, do you want to go first? Because, <laughs> yeah, I have got some. Oh, okay. And, um, I mean, it's mostly it's mostly from last week, actually, because the, the live show I thought was really good and I didn't okay. really have anything much with that. I mean, there okay. was only one thing I did, want to ask you about though is mm-hmm. i don't remember but was there anything that really like blew you all away this year because i remember like last year like on rush was like kind of a big deal but was there anything like that at all on uh, it was uh oh god i've forgotten what heave oh the one the sort of party game where we were all grabbing onto each other and swinging around and dying and yeah. stuff i think that was the only that was easy that was like, the best one i wouldn't no, yeah. no, nothing nothing blew us away i think this year but uh that heave no, was not, easy easy the best that was the only um, but, one as a collective that we were all really enthused about. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Snooker nineteen was pretty, was pretty. It was up there, sure. But. I mean, if we'd all played it, I'm sure we'd exactly. all be on the same page. Exactly, different <laughs> game of the show. <laughs> we should get us all like stickers, you know, like IGN and Gamespot have, and they stick them on do the some awards, big yeah. E3 things. Yeah, we should do it for EJX and for uh, Res, like big TCS yeah, yeah. game of the show. <laughs> okay, I'm, do- I'm doing that. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Because no one else does it, as far as I'm aware. So, like, to, no, like, and it's have, such an easy, th- like, it's good publicity for us as well. As oh, <laughs> just being I'm going to do that, but I'm going to make them massive. Like, rather than like <laughs> maybe like a hand size sticker, you know, you know sticky sort of like board. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm going to do like a, like almost like a massive comedy check. So, <laughs> and see, you, you actually think it's like the TCGS stand? It'd be so big. You're like, what, that'd be great. This, what's the stand though? That's just because. Our game one game of the show, yeah. but also it's more advertising for their podcast than it is my game. So my, yeah, I was going to say uh, my favorite kind of like award is where it's actually like an imposition, like it's actually something they've got to deal with rather than something they're happy yeah. to have. So yeah, I mean, massive comedy case, check would be great. In that case, you need to like put some like make it so that they're you know like so they're really sticky, so it's almost impossible to pull them off without like ripping everything, <laughs> <Without> destroying <laughs> their sound, <laughs> like, destroying everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, go on, James. Is, is this going to be a full, full-on Turner style? Oh yeah, or is oh, it going to rip us a new one? Oh. Full not, roasting. Not really. I've just got a couple of queries, really. Um, okay, so that, that, that sounds worse. That's like I was going to say. I'm not, that's, yeah, I'm not unhappy. I'm just disappointed. That's like, just oh, explain no. the following. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when as I said to you, I mean, I had 14 points originally, but I've I've narrowed a lot of them <laughs> down because some of them are, they don't Thank matter. You. It doesn't matter. So I've okay. narrowed them down. I mean, the first thing. I mean, you were discussing your hunter's pie, Sean. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that you had at the pub. That sounded yeah. really nice. Matt suggested that it should have been left on my chair. Um, what do you mean by that, Matt? Why, why, why would you do that? Yeah, I mean that, that, that didn't work because the meet was actually after the live show, so I don't kind of. What, 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 I don't <laughs> even remember saying that. Why pie on my chair? What are you insinuating? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Well, the the fact we left an empty chair around stage, we should, we, which none of us clocked until you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, See, this is—I don't remember this, which means I probably heard it and thought, "Well, I don't get it, but it's probably just me being thick." And no, I've it's just not, left almost it. only me being <laughs> thick. Uh, well, have you got? Have you got the exact sentence I said? No, you just suggested that the hunter's pie should be should have been left on my chair. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where that even came from because it was after the show. But but good catch. Okay. Um, okay. Next one. Um, okay. So there was this whole thing about Games World as well. And this oh, yeah. I thought was weird because Matt, you said you hadn't heard of Games World, but didn't yeah. you wonder who Big Boy Barry was at that Retro Asylum event that we went to EGX? Yeah, I, I definitely, de- I definitely wondered. Yeah, <laughs> I, but really? then yeah, because I, I, I hadn't heard of him. But someone's like, oh, it's some like 
80s gaming presenter. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure you had. Because we I'm... did we did get a tweet about this from uh, Stanshall, didn't we? He says, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so who said, just to confirm, yeah, I meant Dave is very facial expressive rather than fat. Uh, can't believe nobody remembered Games World, home to Big Boy Barry. And then just say perhaps Farley is more in the relevant age, age demographic. So I, I, I knew Big Boy Barry, but I never saw him on Games World. Um, yeah. well, what, so, yeah. what channel was it on? Was it a Sky thing? I think it was, it was a Sky, Sky thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I mean, posh. yeah, I didn't have Sky back in those days. To be rich yeah, as I, fuck. I didn't have Sky either, but I was aware of it. But yeah, I didn't. I never watched it. Yeah, yeah, uh, did, yeah. The only one of my friends who had Sky were basically they had Sky and had Soda Stream. So I'm like, oh, millionaires. <laughs> bloody millionaires in the, in Salad the 80s. Salad like, wooden bowl. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> carbonate drinks. Oh, sc- big s- no, yeah, I, I didn't they've have seen, Sky. Uh, they've seen yes, more than four episodes of The Simpsons that they got off VHS. Yeah, but I was like, this is amazing. But And they had they had Nickelodeon back in those days, which was quite exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Barry, also when, he, that when, was also when MTV up. was good as well. Like oh was... yeah, and MTV too. Oh, let, let's not get into it. You remember when it used to be on music videos on those? No, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just adverts these days, isn't it? No. Uh, so yeah, so Big Boy Barry, when he was a guest on the Retro Silent thing at EGX, mm-hmm. I was a bit like, who is who is this guy? Yeah, I, 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 I had the faintest idea. Well, because didn't they? They get, they get a phone call. I can't remember. Maybe it was when they were first organising. I remember Paul was saying they basically said like, "Do you want?" I think his real name's Alex, right? And he said like, "Do you want Alex or do you want Big Boy Barry?" And he's like, "I want Big Boy Barry." <laughs> so he came, <laughs> yeah, he came on like, in the the full get up yeah. in character. So, big, big Boy Barry, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so presume so when they mentioned Games World last week, you you would have like piped up and you're a big fan, were you, James? I told you I never watched it, but I was aware of it. Oh, okay, aware of it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what else uh, you got? Next thing is okay. So your anthem discussion was shocking. Like, I was, okay, why was that? <laughs> I mean, because you're to such that a big I'd... fan of the game. Well, no, oh. it just I. I mean, how I was... would you have handled it with Grace and you know? I think how I would have handled it, Matt. I would have read the fucking article. Is what I would have done. That that was <laughs> the thing that surprised James, me you, the most. You barely read past the headline on news stories. Would rubbish. you have, would you have read a twenty thousand word article? Actually, you would have done because it slags off anthem. So definitely, I did. <laughs> yeah, I had read the entire article because it was yeah. really interesting. And okay. it's like that's the thing. If I hadn't have read any of that, I'd have got a load of abuse if I'd have brought that article. And if I'd have come on just saying I don't really know what it says, I just want some bullet points, or I can watch a YouTube video. You know, it's like that was that was ridiculous. Like the fact that you couldn't be bothered to like read it. It wasn't even that long. Like it wasn't a, like a massive. I mean, I'm just reading this. Have you you know this Rockstar one that somebody's written? Um, oh yeah, yeah. On Polygon, yeah, the Polygon thing. I'm at three quarters of the way through that. Now that's a long like article, and uh, yeah, which has got issues. But because all the anthem one was ten, was it ten thousand words? I think. Yeah, some of those. I mean, to me, that's I'm I'm quite stupid. So that's a lot of words. Mm. But, well, either uh, way, yeah. it's. Uh, well, I mean, on, what did we miss then? One of the things that you said that was interesting was because you said about this whole thing about how EA like put their foot down about putting the flying in. That yeah. That isn't necessarily accurate. It was like the way that that came about was the fact that the they were desperately trying to do anything to try and impress EA to like kind of keep it going and it wasn't fully working but then they okay. just about managed to get it going like for when they came to see it and then okay. EA were like, yeah, that's great. I want that. And that was it. But uh, okay. yeah, so that, that was good. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was just shocked. Uh, 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 Ham, so you're saying that they saw the flying, said we want the flying. Is that what you're saying? No, they said they. Saw... What do you mean? <laughs> uh, well, then, let's, let's move on. I, I, I think Sean won that one. Let's move, next point. Okay. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, okay. Okay, so we've got Darren on dangerous driving. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so you was talking about super noodles. Now you can add something to them. I, I don't agree with that. I mean, you, you can't... Whatever you add to super noodles, they never taste good. They're always, <laughs> they're always terrible. Um, James well, you, said... You, 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 you can have things like tuna and peas and bulk them up a bit. Yeah, but they're still... It's just the sauce is terrible. Still, it's still bad noodles. It's still I mean, just I haven't had them since shit. university, but, you know, back in the day, they, it was like them, tuna, some peas, and, like, four, four slices of toast that for you up for two days. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's really terrible. Um, also, James said that I... Okay, he was talking about my daughter's birthday. I didn't skip my daughter's birthday. I just changed the day so that she could have her mum back from Shanghai at the I mean, same time. I mean, you can say that as many times as you want, James. It doesn't come off well. <laughs> Yeah, just, I, I, I understand so that. No, that I, right. It's it's not fair because there's nothing you can do about this. Because I I get it and I am basically on your side. But just in principle, it sounds terrible. <laughs> she was That's too old. Not... She didn't know. It's like it's, like, it's, like, it's fine. It's who was I talking fine. to? I was talking to someone. Ah, oh, fuck. Who was it? Someone the other day was like, oh yeah, it's like our kid's birthday soon. We've just not told them yet. We're just going to yeah. tell them on the day. <laughs> <laughs> How old is kid? Like nineteen? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Go on, James. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, also, you talked about WarioWare, um, not mm-hmm. being the twisted one, not being released in Europe. This wasn't yeah. because of Mercury. Um, that's okay. like a common misconception. Okay. Um, but yeah, it just didn't come out in the end. It was uh, uh, yeah. fair enough. But also because it didn't, yeah, it didn't use Mercury. It used uh, okay. like a gyroscope thing. That was it. Okay. I and, know. I, is, is that a thing with other games? Then have I, have I completely? I think it was that. one of those things where it was like a like urban legend kind of thing, yeah. That people okay. were, um, you know, they thought it was kind of real, but maybe not. Epidemic of teenagers breaking open cartridges and drinking the mercury out of them to, yeah, have give them superpowers or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, finally, Sean, why am I toad, and why would I enjoy having my dick repeatedly stamped on? <laughs> you, you tell me, mate. You oh, tell I don't me. Know. Why, why did you choose toad? What's that about? Um, I don't know. I was very tired by that point. I don't know if you noticed. It was quite a long show. <laughs> I know. I've seen. I've seen the the notes. It's. Uh, I was... I <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Darren, bless him. It was great having them both on. But I checked, and his what you've been playing bit, just his bit was forty five minutes long. I know, but I looked on the the other thing, and there was also about thirty games on there as well. Which, well, he'd, um... he'd marked loads of them as like, oh, I'll just be quick about this one. One of the yeah. quick ones was Sea of Thieves. That was about fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But, no, I mean, but it was like, but there was no, there was, you know, if there had been like any particular game where he was, you know, not particularly entertaining, I'd have been like, Matt, do you want to, do you want to just <laughs> lock that out? Um, but unfortunately, he was, he was good throughout, so we had to. He was I mean, it's a shame he, he could talk about Donkey Kong sixty four, Sean. You cut that. Uh, out. Do you know, I was so <laughs> yeah, true, relieved. Yeah. I was so relieved you cut that because I, I was not in the mood to hear about Donkey Kong sixty four because that is a terrible game. No matter what well, yeah. anybody says, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's not very good. Yep. But, yeah. Unbelievable. But apart from that, Apart from that, it was good. They, I mean, James and uh, Darren were great. I thought they were, yeah, they were really good. It was, uh, it was good to listen to. I mean, I suppose for a, a three-hour show, that's not many complaints, really. Yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah, so, just yeah. a couple of weird, weird bits, but that yeah. no, was good. I enjoyed it. Cool. Right, Matt, do you want to guide us through the feedback that actually matters? Because it's yeah, from I mean, you, there wasn't the actually a massive amount. We've we, we okay. got tons <laughs> of great feedback, obviously about Darren and, and uh, James's. Uh, 
performance last week. Uh, Gareth, oh, yeah, they were, they were both brilliant. Really yeah, nice yeah they, they were excellent. Yeah, Gareth at Gary underscore Parry on Twitter. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this week's impu- uh, computer game show. Even better, it was an extended director's cut over three hours long. I highlight being Carter Comma J speaking excellently about Sekiro and mirroring many, many of my own positive feelings. Um, a freelance police uh, love Desmond and Carter Comma J on computer game pod. It's like when your favourite series do ridiculous crossovers with unexpected results like Toad's Crotch. Nice. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so I, I, I've got a clip of that bit where you said, why am I toad and why do I want my dick stamped on? That's uh, that, that's getting clipped, James. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt uh, is less happy at underscore Stokesy. Computer Game Pod has betrayed some core principles of this week's guests for shame. Is this because of Dave's beef with them? Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, I that's mean, not, hey, no, that's, that's not us. New, new, new regime, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. It's so friendly this shit. I bloody love Kane and Vince. Always, yeah. Always, Best always mates. have done. I'm they've not only, sure they've only invited me on one show this year, though, which I think is relatively speaking, is a bit of a snubbing. So I mean, I maybe there is I, a bit of tension. I thought there. you was about to say, well, actually, I've got two invites this week from them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah, not the case. I mean, no one reads the show notes, but in the show notes, I said. Um, uh, you know, uh, Darren and James from uh, Little Enthusiast Podcast, Kane and Rince, uh, are on this week. But no one reads our stuff, so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, okay, SMW, uh, James 2, uh, utterly nails it on game difficulty this week. Uh, really, well impre- really well expressed. Did someone forget to tell him it's not that kind of show? <laughs> I, was, I was almost bitter as he was going through that. Because I was like, is he rehearsed this? It's too good. Yeah. Like he'd written it down and he was just like, I've written this essay and it's brilliant, and I'm just going to read it now. I was like, no, you're supposed to be sort of half-baked and not really quite understanding what you're saying as you're saying it. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's I, how I, we roll. I, I've spoken to like, James for, you know, for, I, I guess years now on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I, I didn't actually realise he was Scottish. I, I didn't actually like, <laughs> heard his voice or nor spoken to him before, so it was a bit, a bit of a surprise. But yeah, you have just admitted you don't listen to Kane and Rince, you do realise. <laughs> I, I, I don't, honestly, I, I've not got time. I've not got I time. I just haven't any of the ones with him on it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or any of the ones of anyone on it actually to be fair because <laughs> yeah, you know because we hate them um, yeah so we, we've gone through Stan's whole thing uh, J- James are you more in the relevant age demographic so when was Games World on it was on clearly when it was we were early on. 90s wasn't it I think. it was early 90s yeah so it would have yeah. been I wasn't the right the right age range yeah Right age range and also right sort of financial situation together. <laughs> Did you also have Joking. a soda stream? My dad was so mean. We we he would never like have Sky or anything like that. Did, he, did he, he have a soda a, stream? Uh, no, no. Did he? Did you have one, Sean? No, I have one no. now. Do you? Yeah. Well, oh, it's when I had that phase of it's when I had that phase of making my own soft drinks. So you need one, unless yeah. you're going to get into like actually brewing them, where like bottles can explode in your kitchen and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. No. I, yeah. So yeah. So I got SodaStream. I guess these days having like Sky and SodaStream isn't quite what it was. No. I wonder no. what the equivalent is this year, these days. It's yeah. All what Netflix is it? Netflix that... and Hot House, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dad's got Netflix and he drinks Hot House. So he, oh, you yeah. guys must be loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a 4K add-on. That's next to 299. We're not playing yeah. games here. Uh, speaking of playing games, we talked about last week about playing one-handed games. Yes, oh, James, yeah. it went in that direction. At uh, Alex at Alex seventy nine UK, a game you can play with one hand is a garden between. Every yes. button you need is on both sides of the pad. Yeah, that, that's yeah. brilliant. I can't believe yeah, we didn't. I d- yeah, 
I was I was really you know when you read a tweet oh I'm fucking really annoyed um, yeah, it's, it's a really good one. point um, yeah a fantastic game um, and yeah totally like you know all the games we were talking about it's like well uh, you could sort of manage like because you know if it's something not particularly fast paced or whatever um, whereas yeah Gardens Between is, is like fully yeah playable like that so yeah totally yeah, um, goes Mu on our Discord. Uh, replaying games one-handed. I had a one-handed controller for playing FF7 on uh, PlayStation. Not sure if it is this exact one, but if not, it was a very similar uh, one out as well. Probably still got it somewhere. We'll have a look when I see my brother at the weekend. And it was his ASCII um, grip uh, like PlayStation controller. I should put a picture <laughs> in our show notes. But mm-hmm. I do remember seeing this like one-handed controller. It looks a bit like a remote control. Yeah. With like the PlayStation buttons, um, mm. someone has almost certainly beaten Dark Souls on that, haven't they? Absolutely. That's that 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 that's a guarantee, and th- that's it for for follow up and feedback. We didn't have much this week. It was all basically loads of positive messages about our guests last week. Uh, yeah. If you want to leave us any positive or negative messages, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, or you can email podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. James, I've got a confession to make. What? I have forgotten what I was going to do for the news intro this No, week. no, you can't do this, Sean. <laughs> you have to do you it on the fly. Do that. No, I can't. Honestly, I, I, it was a couple of days ago, and I thought something, and I was like, right, that's perfect. Um, and it was like, the joke was, it was actually going to be a really short one, and it was sort of good, that was why it's going to be funny. Um, and it, it's gone. It's completely gone. I'm very disappointed. Uh, no, I'm no, disappointed no, Sean, in myself, to, Do it on the fly now. Do it on the fly. You have, you have to do it on the fly. Do the 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 ending to two thousand and one where he gets his brain expanded by aliens and he has loads of weird visions and stuff and then he's like the next he's a space baby do that but the news and I'm the space baby. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to expand your mind, Sean. With some, please do with some quality um, news. Sean is a space baby. Yeah, I will be by the end of this. <laughs> there was actually a whole bunch of news this week, um, mm. which was quite good because, I mean, that was the other problem with the live show, as you noted, Sean, was that by the yeah. time I recorded that, there was nothing had happened. Yeah. So the news was terrible. It yeah. was, <laughs> I was really scraping the barrel. There was, there was nothing. But in the, in the weeks since last week, there has been, um, there's been quite a lot of stuff. So, I mean, the first thing was this, you know, the PlayStation 5 details that kind of hit. So this was Wired who broke the story last week and they gave this sort of presentation and there was a, uh, led by Mark Cerny, and they didn't confirm that it's called PlayStation 5, but obviously it's going to be, and um, some studios have already got the development kits, and Cerny, is one, he's, he's like the lead system architect again, and mm. uh, they kept on saying that this is going to be more of a revolution than an evolution, but you read the details and you're thinking, that doesn't sound terribly revolutionary, apart from they're really focusing on this idea of the SSD. Like, there's going to be, like, that's going to be the big game changer for them, is having maybe, Which like, Which I straight. find a bit weird because ssds have been in pcs and laptops for ages and Mm -hmm. if you wanted you could put one in your ps4 right now yeah (laughs) so yeah i don't know like yeah it will be better no doubt about it it just seems like a strange thing to like really pin it on the the line that sony says is uh, the key question, Sony says, is whether the console adds another layer to the sorts of experiences you already have access to, or if it allows for fundamental changes in what a game can be. The answer in this case is the latter. So, he, okay. but then you know things like, I mean, we'll, we'll probably cover, but you know, like you know, in, incredible loading, SSD, that sort of stuff. A lot of these are like obviously major improvements, and maybe they're so major that that we can't foresee what changes they can bring. But 
It doesn't really sound like it. It just sounds well, like I mean, better, like, but... okay, yeah. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I mean, part of Maybe the thing that he was, what it says, was, I guess. Well, part of what he was talking about is this idea that there are things that we can't, like, envisage that this could bring. You know, like the idea that, especially for, like, big open worlds and everything, you can render things so much faster. This means, you know, you can make things maybe more interactive than they are at the moment. And, you know, the, I mean, it does sound like there is some potential here, and it certainly would be better than the, you know, what we've got currently got at the moment. I mean, it, I mean, every time I've stuck an SSD in a computer, I've been amazed by, like, how much better it's Well, this it's is made, it. Made so Cerny apparently says at one point, I have an SSD in my laptop, and when I want when I want to change from Excel to Word, I can wait 15 seconds. Mate, probably get Sony to buy you a new laptop, because that one sounds <laughs> fucked. Like, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should be so instant. That, that's the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get his point that, yes, not all SSDs are the same. Some are better than others, but that's just a fucked laptop. That's <laughs> well, that, that was the other thing point he was making was just saying that the transfer speeds that they're talking about are mm-hmm. like far in advance of like anything any anything currently available for PCs. Okay, yeah, this is kind of uh, the thing. Yeah, but yeah. they obviously they can't be drawn on the the details. But there was yeah. a couple of other things. There's also like they're they're talking about this like 3D audio as well, and mm-hmm. apparently this is going to work through TV speakers. No idea how that will work, but also through right. headphones, yeah. and it will work with PSVR as well, which is a nice, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the fact that current PSVR headsets will work with it is is good. It means that I, I guess what it means is if anyone's in the market for PSVR and they're worried about PS five compatibility, that's like, don't worry about it. Buy one of these things now; it will work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so if if you're bothered, the way you do three D audio with like just stereo speakers or whatever is. As well as, like, when you hear something behind you, like, as well as it being quieter, because the sound has travelled through, like, essentially the back of your head or the back of your ears, it's, like, filtered in a slightly different way. And because our brains are actually much cleverer than we realise, they can they can understand if, like, they hear a familiar noise but filtered in that way, you do still sort of perceive it as being behind you. The, re- the thing that makes it not quite work is that we also like without realizing we sort of adjust the position of our heads and then the brain sort of measures like oh well i turn to the left and now everything sounds different in these following ways and that that sort of helps with positioning and stuff so it kind of works but not it won't be the same as like it, it will be with like so obviously psvr is brilliant because it's tracking your head movement and can therefore adjust how that processing is taking place accordingly so that works mm-hmm. a lot better um, but uh, yeah, yeah, intrigued to but see then, what like, it can uh, do. Like Xbox One X currently has Dolby Atmos, and that isn't just okay. like which direction, but actually the height of audio. And okay. you can unlock that just by paying like fifteen quid for the app, or you download the app, but you pay like fifty quid to unlock the capabilities, and that That's, gives you Dolby okay. Atmos and your headphones and stuff. And also, okay. if you've got an Atmos receiver, but um, mm-hmm. so yeah, Xbox already has that. But um, and you know, I mean, when I first bought my when I bought my first set of like surround sound headphones, I'm like, oh wow, this is like a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. It was amazing playing Battlefield Three, which is I think the first game I properly played on them. Like, in fact, you can hear where people are coming from and how, and yeah, and <coughs> that just adds like another dimension to these sorts of games. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what it do. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things wise. like surround sound is. Like it's been around for ages, but it's one of those ones where like look, just most people's living rooms just aren't set up for it it's just not going to happen so it's it's just expensive and hassle to set up isn't it yeah and i mean i know that there are like wireless solutions now but they're expensive um so yeah actually right so my mate who had sky and a soda stream also had surround sound (laughs) 
He was loaded. Yeah, Grant was loaded. <laughs> <So> <laughs> just, just I fully real. I saw his actually his house was massive, so yeah, it all makes sense now. Um, so yeah, also, I mean, I mean, sorry, Matt. No, no, I was going to say, in terms of surround sound, yeah, I mean, like most people's rooms and places aren't, aren't set out for it, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are happy with the good enough speakers on their TV, and then other people yeah. have for, for a soundbar route. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, I, I mean, I've just got stuck with my TV. I know if I've got a soundbar or extra speakers, it would sound a lot better, but... Mm-hmm. Um, See, I, know, I, I use headphones, like, pretty much all the time when I play games, so... Oh, yeah, for, for games I do, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, I, I, I am it. a hi-fi separate dickhead, so I've got an AV amp and a pair of hi-fi speakers and stuff but i mean for the room and the wiring involved uh i do fully get why people just go for a soundbar these days so yeah so also i mean the other deal with this is i mean it's got this like eight core like amd chip and it's got like the ray tracing and all that kind of stuff yeah i've got the ray tracing which i know is is ray tracing yeah yeah Yeah. it's (laughs) got that so that's good which i know is a Um, big deal um, like it is a notoriously difficult thing to do, mm-hmm. um, so fine. But obviously, it's one of those where sort of, if you're a programmer, you'd be like, "Oh fuck, this is great." For us, it's like we will get nicer looking games again. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, I've fine. seen like the Battlefield, uh, the most recent Battlefield, like uh, Battlefield Five. There's like a rate that's obviously you can get if you've got a certain raging. 2080 cards I think you can do like ray tracing uh, don't okay. correct me I know it's probably wrong but anyway I've, I've seen the video and it does look amazing when you see like the reflection of say like fire in the reflection of a car the difference between yeah. like what ray tracing does and what it's like without that uh, so yeah it's going to make games look amazing basically and obviously this mm. has been just talked about loads at GTC you know it, it's games like you know uh, what uh, Battlefield like I just mentioned I think maybe the late, latest like, uh, Tomb Raider game has got it and also um that oh my god, uh, uh, Metro Exodus has also got it. So so it's okay. starting to happen. Uh, obviously, you need like really really beefy PCs, really beefy graphics cards. But mm-hmm. it, it's exciting that this this is on board because uh, I, I had discussions like, only a few weeks ago. People saying, "Will it even be on the next gen consoles? Will it be too expensive?" This and the other. So it's cool that they are implementing that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. and in terms of because the the worry I always have whenever we get a new generation of consoles is like okay everything's going to look better but it's also going to be more expensive to produce because you know higher fidelity and more work involved etc. But I'm intrigued as to you know like this sort of recurring thing that like games that age well are ones with like striking art styles rather than necessarily like looking realistic. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, if they're shoving in things that it's like you don't have to spend a ton of... Like, you're just flicking on lighting effects left, right, and center. That's a lot easier for people to do than, like, spend hundreds and hundreds of hours animating things and doing highly detailed textures and models and all the rest of it. Yeah, for so, sure, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, go on. So, I mean, also the other... I mean, it's going to have physical media, obviously, and Hooray. it's going to be backwards compatible with the PS4, which I think is a very good thing. Oh, is that... And, oh, uh, okay. That's, yeah, yeah is, that is that is fairly massive, to be fair, because they have sort of got away with not really bothering for some time now. Um, so well, yeah, it's only, cool. well, yeah, I was going to say it's only for one generation, but it's not, is it? Because the PS3 didn't do PS2, or it did in the beginning, but then that was yeah, it did for launch, and then they no. took it out because people were just playing PS2 games on the PS3. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what's really weird because then also the other thing I had this week was that you've got the Xbox One S like all digital edition like details like they've announced this, and because I'm just going to go into this because these these in terms of the it also does 8K. I mean, that's a it's that isn't going to be a thing. That's for good games. if you if you own a cinema. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I don't, that's not that. Like, I don't even think that's gonna be a thing for games for like for many, many. Years. I mean, I guess yeah. Yeah, people always it. say that, Matt. And then it's like, I mean, people said that about 4K as well. They were like, oh, you know, everyone's gonna be using 1080p for at least 10 years, and it's like it doesn't work like that. As soon as the TV manufacturers, like, as soon as 4K starts to slow down, they'll be shunting those out. Because like, yeah. basically, HDMI 2.1 like has support for up to 8K. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. actually the current Xbox One X does that also. So maybe they just think. Oh, it's got HDMI 2.1, but that isn't as sexy as saying 8K gaming. Mm-hmm. Right, well, it yeah, says 8K support, it didn't say gaming. But, yeah, um, so technically it can now, support it, doesn't mean it'll... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the current PlayStation struggles to do, like, 4K for a lot, lot of stuff, so... Anyway, yeah. but whatever, it's, I guess they're thinking ahead. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you guys... Are we get, before we go on to the Xbox One, did you think it was weird how this information sort of came out with, like, an exclusive wired piece? Rather yeah, than not really. One of their own... No, okay, I, yeah, I thought this was odd. Because, it, well, it's one of those... It's, like, it's not really a, a big, juicy announcement or anything. It's just, like, some details that are cool if you really care. Um... So yeah, I don't know, a weird sort of soft approach to announcing. I mean, obviously we all knew it was happening eventually, but yeah, I, I thought it was odd. But See, I I didn't think it was that odd because it, I mean, it feels to me like they're obviously not anywhere near ready yet with this. Yeah. And they've got, but they've got to say something because they need to sort of poison, you know, Microsoft's will a bit, don't they, before, before, um, before E3. Yeah. And so this was a, you know, that, I think that's what this was about. It was just yeah, like I, putting... I, yeah, I, I definitely thought it was weird, but when, like, when, because um, when I first saw it was when PlayStation retweeted Wired, or maybe they just had a tweet, it's like, details on PlayStation 5, and I'm like, that sounds like a rumour piece, yeah, but yeah. I know, yeah. it's, it's the actual official PlayStation account sharing this, so I thought that was strange, <laughs> and then when I saw it, it's like, oh, it's just like a Wired interview, like, that's that's pretty weird, and then thinking more about it, I guess, like, when they come to their actual, like, uh, announcement or unveiling, like, I guess this means that they don't have to spend, like, 10 15 minutes on specs because we know that yeah true and they can get mm-hmm. straight into like the games and the functionality we want, we want to see with no one's going to want to see like a big like spreadsheet you know a big uh slide with like here's those are numbers i mean and yeah so i i guess it means to get out get out early and i think you're also totally right james like all the conversations being about xbox what they're doing next gen buying studios and game pass and it's all xbox 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 whereas sony's just been quietly selling twice the amount of consoles and do, do <laughs> what you need just just doing that and releasing you know decent uh exclusives so yeah. I, maybe they thought they had to get some stuff out there and get some excitement about next gen also with them yeah, not maybe. being at e3 it, I guess it I was going to say, yeah, not so, to be part of the conversation at all. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see if we do hear anything around E3. Although, obviously, what we actually hear and what you pricks tell me happened is completely different. Well, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. Ju- just like, um, like uh, Apple not being at, say, like Mobile World Conference uh, Congress, which is like a big mobile phone show, or not being at CES, and yet every year they seem to dominate every yeah. other like show because they might do like an event or a rumor might in inverted commas leak out um yeah. if i was sony and i wasn't at e3 i would probably schedule a state of play yeah <laughs> in that week <laughs> yeah we're, we're not e3, or maybe a leak in inverted commas again would would, would drop <laughs> uh, I, I if i if they were being clever and i'm sure sure they are but i would uh you know because microsoft think they've got it sewn up like no one else is going to turn up it's all them <laughs> they're talking about next gen console if i was sony like, oh hang on State of play is happening tomorrow. Like, oh fuck, you know. Yeah. It, it it's not gonna take a lot for them to disrupt Microsoft's party. This is it, isn't it? Like, yeah, okay, it's it's bad that Sony aren't there, but actually they don't need to be to disrupt yeah, it. Yeah, they can be so, so much more agile yeah. as well. 
Yeah, they, they can make. They can, I mean, especially now they've also they've showed off their state of play show, so they got that. They can put out whenever mm-hmm. they they can have something in their back pocket. If depending on what Microsoft say, they can say, "Okay, go, let's, let's press the button and this thing goes live, or we announce this, or this leaks." You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's an interesting way of doing it. But I'd imagine that Sony also feel like they're in a pretty good position at the moment because, like you said, Matt. I mean, it's insane the disparity. Like between the two platforms in terms of like you know the buy-in and everything there is, and I think that's one of the reasons why this like PS4 backwards compatibility is you know such a good thing for them because it is as like we're transitioning more to like everything being like digital and everything. I've got a lot of games now that I've got on PS4 that are like digital download ones or whatever, and the fact that I'll be able to play those on the next one that is a big deal. I still feel. Yeah, you definitely. Know, yeah. I mean, we've like pretty much twice the amount of owners of these digital games. That that's gonna be even harder to say. Oh, Xbox, anyone? It's like, well, there's like 96 million people that have this, you know, games on their account that they would want to just like keep. They keep them and keep playing them on on the new new machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's essential. So it's good they've done that. See, and that's the other thing that I found really weird about some of the conversation that I've heard around this and around like Xbox because I mean I listened to do you know the Games Industry Biz like podcast. No, yeah. but I, I saw you tweet saying that this I feel like Glixel style hole. So is it, yeah. is it that good? Because I, I miss Glixel and other things it's, like that as well. It's not as good as Glixel, but it is good. I mean, it mostly focuses on industry news, which is something that kind of always interests me. And they had a whole discussion about this, about like this being like you know, PS5 against like whatever you know Microsoft are coming up with, and how there's this like radically different like ideology like at play here. You know, you've got like. Uh, Sony that are still going with the idea of having like a disk drive and they're still like sort of pushing a more sort of conventional approach whereas Microsoft are going for like all digital and like you know maybe xCloud and stuff like that and I just found it a bit of a weird conversation because I don't from all these announcements that you get from Sony I don't feel that they are what they're offering is so different to what Microsoft are planning either in the sense of with the PlayStation 5 sure it will take physical media but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be bothered about digital downloads as well it's not, you know, mm. I don't, I don't see that there's a huge difference really between them, aside from maybe like depending on how XCloud, you know, yeah, sort of. Uh, works yeah, but well, I, I, I think the major differences are XCloud uh, and you know Microsoft's like gearing up for being able to play games on any platform, PC, tablet, phone, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to the console wasn't the main hub; it's actually their services. Sony hasn't really done that sort but of stuff. But where are they and with that though? Because that's well, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, we don't know. We'll, we'll see E3, but they've obviously they've obviously quite bullish about it and mm-hmm. even after seeing stadia stuff they're still like we're along the right path we're excited to show what we're going to show and obviously we're going to see that at e3 but microsoft have that and they they've got the data centers they've got they've got the capability of doing that sony it feels like they don't so there's so therefore it feels like sony sticking to a much more conventional here's a hardware box you play your games on it also things like game pass i know playstation now is is there actually is 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 out and doing really well but the conversation isn't really there but yeah, I really, it's just the streaming stuff, I guess, because yeah, obviously PS5 is good at digital and 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 disc stuff, and Microsoft will also get at least a console which has a disc drive. They'll be stupid not to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that's that's the other thing I find weird because I mean, Microsoft also have a history of like doing this stuff and kind of fucking it up in terms <laughs> of like you know, if you know seriously, like if you think about like the cross-platform stuff they've done. I mean, would you say you're 100% happy, Sean, with the experience you've had of, like, Xbox on Windows or whatever? No. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's like... And then, the, you know, before that, there was games for Windows and all that kind of thing. There's yeah. always weird restrictions with Microsoft stuff that makes it, like... That prevents it from becoming something that could be really good. And, and it's always, like, stuff that... 
it's like seems fixable like like the the fact that okay so from my point of view so yeah so the the windows store is a piece of shit um it's just really not great to navigate you tell it to uninstall things and it goes okay and then just doesn't um <laughs> stuff like that um it's, it's just absolutely bizarre um and the fact that as i say i can't go on the store and be like right i've i'm a pc user who's using game pass show me what i can download to my pc and play as a result of that there's no way to do that probably because mm-hmm. there's a, like they're, they're too embarrassed to give you that option because they only show about five games but it's not the point um so yeah it's just bizarre and this is the thing because it always feels like microsoft is often first with a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. but it's not very good and yeah. it's and it's like it needs you know it takes like a while until it sort of you know gets better i mean yeah. if you look at i mean microsoft are kind of like that with many many things across like their you know their hardware and stuff like that it's always been a bit like that i don't know yeah but no, yeah, I just, I, I just, I, with the whole Xbox thing, I, I, like it, it's been well documented on this show that I'm I'm way more excited for what Xbox is potentially going to offer next gen versus PS5. Obviously, PS5 was amazing. I don't understand that I'm gonna at get, all because <laughs> of all the things. Like, because of all the things. Because it's the unknown. Like we know what PS5 is going to be. It's going to be an amazing console with like, amazing exclusives. And like the, the, there's no, the, there's nothing well, like. Would you be excited about that? About there being amazing, really new good no, games no, no, coming? No, because we we know it. Like what's exciting for me is like what are Microsoft going to do? They need to do something because they need to change it. Well, change I don't the narrative. know. I, I see. I could. I think you could look at it the other way around as well. Like actually, okay, so my, you know, PlayStation's like won this generation or whatever. But actually, Microsoft has really pulled it around quite a lot as we get towards the end. Like I think. There's probably, in terms of the way they've behaved, I would argue there's a lot more goodwill towards Microsoft now than there is towards oh, yeah, Sony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so, I think you're totally right. I think so like all of the things being talk equal, talk. like yeah, like all of the things being equal, the two of them putting out new consoles, I think more people would be inclined to go for Microsoft the next time around. So I think I don't know about if, that. I think I, I think if anything, it's up to Sony to pull something out of the bag. But so, but so you don't need to. They literally just need like a more powerful PS4, which is what we said about 360. All the Xbox One <laughs> needed to be was like a more powerful 360, and then they'd absolutely like screwed it, you know. True. But, but yeah, I, I've said this before. Like, I'm just way more excited because we don't know about you know Microsoft. Well, as the studios, we haven't seen any of their stuff. What's going to be like? How aggressive are they going to be on all the things they need to be to turn it around for next gen? So they're not mm-hmm. because right now, I mean, like, there's like 96 million or 96. Uh, plus million PS4 owners, like there's not many of them really. They're gonna say I'm I'm gonna switch. I I, I don't think because I PS4 is a great console. I want more of that. I'll get PS5. I mean, it obviously, it's good. Loads of factors, price, capability, yeah. etc. Could be dependent on that. But I suppose Microsoft have got like a lot a, of work to like because I think a lot of people were burnt by the Xbox One after yeah, after yeah, loving the 360. It's, I, I suppose mean, a I, big thing is like for whatever comes next for Microsoft, like. How instantly is Game Pass worth having on the new console? If you know what I mean, because if like yeah. new console launches with twenty games, are they like realistically how many of those are going to be on Game Pass day one? Do you know what I mean? See, um, that, that's the thing. If they if they launched with like all those new studios they've got, and they you know they had I don't know let's say I don't know six games or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're all available on Game Pass from from the off. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty cool. That would be yeah, that is something that would make you think. Yeah, you know, that's that's something yeah. to think about. And that's like as a you know as a, a PlayStation guy this generation. I don't have an Xbox. Like Game Pass is the thing that I feel I'm missing out on. I'm so, sure you're not really missing out. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> it's like um, so for that to be relevant day one, like you know, and worth having on the new console would be 
pretty major, I think. Yeah, but. that's interesting because obviously, it, you know, when a new console comes out, you buy all the launch, you know, and so you know, basically there's all those games you buy just because you want to see it on the new console. Yeah. You know, we've all bought shitty, like, six, you know, shitty games, <laughs> but it's launch day, you want to see it, it doesn't matter yeah. how good or bad they are. Coming out elements of power. Go on. Well, that, that <laughs> I think like Rise, that sort of stuff. Um, Lo- is it loco cycle whatever it doesn't matter but basically but like microsoft have made loads of really big moves in this generation to try and claw back some of the you know they need goodwill they need customers to come on board things like all xbox exclusives day one and game pass like so yeah. if that's the case yeah, they also have to carry it on they can't now say xbox uh xbox 2 is out no sorry that's all changed like they yeah. obviously can't do that but now mm. they're in a position where people who may have bought four or five crummy games are now just going to get a free trial of just Game get Pass. A sub. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, surely they've just, they've got this loads of money, but I, I guess they obviously want people to be tied up with services. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, th- th- but that's why I'm excited because I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do. They've got to do a lot. PS4, well, and PS5 will be brilliant. And it'll be, you know, but that, it, 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 okay, it doesn't excite me as much because I, I know it's going to happen. It's going to be a great console. What excites me is like, what the hell Microsoft going to do? And that interests me. It might, I mean, it might even not be though. I mean, you never know what, what sort of Sony we're going to get. I mean, are we going to get like super hubris Sony, which, <laughs> which would like, I think like nine months, six, that, six you, nine months ago, I would have said learned from hubris. That, but, you know. Yeah, I, I think six, nine months ago, I would have said, oh, we're, we're going back into like, you know, the, the shitty Sony. But I think, I think with the cross-play stuff, I think with like changing PSN names, I think with like allowing like downloads on PS Now, it feels like they are learning a bit and maybe they've, maybe they realize the Microsoft are doing all this stuff to, to get some goodwill and th- they've made their own sort of concessions and changes and I feel like maybe they're learning before generation starts rather than starting new generation all bullish and like being you know like uh, uh, twat basically I feel like they've learned their mistakes <laughs> or they've learned next, stuff next now next generation starts when we say it starts <laughs> oh, exactly. I feel like they've learned their mistakes now I could be totally wrong but um hopefully they've and also I think they might have said look, look at Xbox look at 360 and Xbox One like we don't want to do that and mm. PS4 is very much this generation's 360. They, we just need PS5 to be a better PS4. And I think, I think they're probably going to deliver that. Anyway. We've been recording for over 50 minutes. Shall we read out the second news story? This is another like, oh, do you know what? It was a long one last week. We could get away with a short one this week. Let's just... Let's just nah. I've also okay. got about 15 games that I've played. No, oh, for fuck's sake. That's not bad. Okay, so the second news story was, was this, you know, Xbox One S all digital edition that was announced. Yep. So there were rumours about this like a few days before, which, you know, turned out they were all correct. And so oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's been the, the packaging was like leaked. Well, so a a three D render of the packaging that had been leaked like a while, you know, weeks weeks previous. Yeah, but also yeah. the pricing as well was was correct and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's so I mean, the form factor is identical to the S, but without the disc drive. Yeah, um, you, you were right. You were right. I, I yeah. knew they'd do that because it's all yeah. about price, isn't it? They're just doing it as cheaply as possible, and then it comes bundled with Sea of Thieves, Minecraft, and Forza Horizon Three, and not four for some reason. What? Yeah, and the, oh, yeah, yeah, the third one. Yeah, but I mean, I mean the other weird yeah, thing, it's still brilliant, but it just yeah, uh, yeah it's bizarre. And then also, I mean, it's going to cost £199 in the UK. So this is technically cheaper than the S. Mm. Like, if you go by the RRP or whatever it is now, I can't remember what they call it. but uh, MSRP. MSRP, whatever. But is in reality... No, it is RRP in the UK. Don't forget about it. Okay. Okay. So, but in reality, you can buy, like, a one terabyte Xbox One S for £184 from Amazon. Like, you know, 
And also there's loads of like deals and bundles and stuff like you're going to get. And this doesn't come with any offers for like Game Pass or Xbox Live or whatever. And the weird thing about that is also Sea of Thieves, I assume it requires Xbox Live to play as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's only online, yeah, yeah. So as soon as you buy it, you've got to sign up, otherwise one of those games you can't play. Um, Brilliant. I mean, well, I mean, it'll be like every new console. It, I mean, they haven't like detailed the, the packings, but I, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't like you know, for you know, a fortnight of of live, mm. and like three month of of Game Pass. But yeah, maybe who knows? But I mean, at this moment, I I don't know why anyone would buy this. Like, what's the point of this existing? Because. If you can already buy like the equivalent thing with the disc drive, which is like it's a Blu-ray, it's like a isn't it like a like a good Blu-ray drive as well? The Xbox I was going to say yeah, because wait, is it, it's other, a four K Blu-ray drive, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so which why? is mysteriously the PS4 Pro doesn't do four K Blu-rays, and no. so like that is although it's a very minor one, that is a selling point for me, yeah. for example. So. so, but why would anyone buy this? I don't understand what the point of this is. Is this is this just to prime people for the idea of a digital console for the next round? Could just be testing the waters, yeah. Because otherwise, you're just basically buying something that's more expensive with less functionality. Yep. Like, why would you do that? You just really hate discs. Yeah. That's, 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 it, only, that's all I've got. Yeah, this whole thing is, is bizarre. I, I really thought, okay, this is going to be like 100, 150 pound console and and try and like get in people like sean who you know we know you know we know new con- new consoles are coming but hey for 100 150 quid i you know i bet a lot of people who didn't buy an xbox but they got a ps4 you know maybe they're missing out on game pass maybe they want to play crack down some other games i think 100 150 would maybe be enough like yeah i'll, I'll get one and definitely to see what it's like you know yeah uh but for 200 quid and the fact that other bundles are cheaper and yeah sure other bundles you don't get three games but you know, it's but then anyway, those games. Whatever. I think they're all on Game Pass anyway, right? Yeah, they're all on yeah. Game Pass anyway. So, so but which I you're just, gonna sign up for? So it's it's so it's so strange. Like I just thought this would be yeah, it would be almost you know, hundred hundred quid isn't. I mean, I, I think almost like impulse buy. Like oh, I want to get. Oh, I want to see Xbox about. There was no way it was gonna that. be that little. There was. I mean, a hundred and fifty mm. maybe, but a hundred quid impossible yeah, but this by this stage. Like, I guess I, well, I, I say that, I mean, like I think we said the other week, but like okay, so the the cost of the Blu-ray drive probably isn't massive. Um, so okay, you, you take that off, but also really, it should be even less still because they can guarantee that you're buying all your games through. Like you're not, yeah. there's no way you're putting secondhand games in it. So really, they should be recouping some of the cash that way as exactly. well, and they should be able to build that into the savings, of, you know, on the console itself. So, did the um, yeah. did the Xbox 360 ever go sub a hundred pounds like officially? I don't think it did. No, so I, I don't can't think remember it did either. I mean, I, that, I thought you know, the one without the hard drive did, but then at that point they sort oh, of the, phased the out, arcade, you know, yeah, 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 the arcade one, yeah, which is actually useless no, no, by no, that no, point, no, wasn't it? it was, at that point, yeah. it was way too late. Yeah, yeah. isn't that, well, that was back I, when that was back when arcade uh, live arcade games had to be like two hundred meg or something, wasn't it? Yeah, well, some some people have only got a five gig hard drive, so. Gotta make it last. Yeah. Like the only thing I think about is like, okay, so maybe they, maybe they do want to make it too cheap because that will confuse people. When in 2020, there's another all digital edition of the new Xbox, and that is going to be around the same price point, and they didn't want one that's like ridiculously cheap, or they. The, I don't know, they didn't want those people to buy the cheap one and then for like in a year's time they're like, hang on, what's this other one? Oh, well, so Maybe like if the new one comes out and basically people are looking at it like, oh, well, there's one for £100 or one for £500, I'll have the £100 one, please. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's one for like 100 one for 250 I'll buy the £100 one. Like, well, yeah. no, that's a different one. Yeah. Like, I, I, so, 
Yeah, I, I, I can assume that's maybe a part of it, or they but just then, thought, But then if you don't want to confuse people, but if you don't want to confuse people, why bring this out at all? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Could you I, I not know, this, is gonna about, buy this. this is what I mean about, like, corporations, though, like, just doing crazy things. Like, mm-hmm. you just think, I mean, you know, there's all the focus testing that goes on. You know, they've got all the analysts and stuff like this to try and figure out, you know, how they should place things there. And then things like this happen. And you're just thinking, yeah. how? I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who, who would buy this. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they're like, oh, sod it. We've got so many S's in, in, you know, in the warehouse. And, and we're going to basically kill Xbox uh, as we know it in like 2020. We're basically like, here's a new generation. That old stuff's dead. But. I don't know. It's it's always weird. If it's under fifty, that I think that would be a totally different conversation. Yeah, totally yeah. different. But I'd have considered like, that easily. Yeah. Yeah, as it is, mm, I, I don't know who's going to buy it. If anyone's listening to this and you are going to buy it, please let us know. Yeah, tell us why I was going to buy this <laughs> and why. I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. it feels um, like a missed opportunity, but who knows? Maybe they know a bigger, better plan. So, in connection with this, the Game Pass Ultimate has been revealed as well right. so this is what we knew was going to happen it's like the xbox live gold and game pass like being bundled together okay the pricing for this is weird because i can't the only place i could find the uk pricing for this was the metro and i'm not entirely sure i believe them because they said it was 10.99 a month and it's like 15 dollars in the us so i don't know if that's accurate or not but you know this i don't know what do you, i mean matt would you go for this um, well, no. So, so again, we haven't found UK pricing, but in the US, it basically costs it case costs the same as it would if you got them separately. If you bought both of them on like an annual annual pass, if mm-hmm. you bought if you if you're in the US and you buy on that Game Pass and Xbox Live monthly, this will save you money. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's the only way it saves you money. Otherwise, if you were buying both of them on an annual pass, this is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm sure for some people it's like I'll sort it. It's just easier getting this these two in one rather than like resubbing for one and that resubs at a different time and get Xbox Live and then get Game Pass. Um, mm. But the thing with Game Pass is that there are so many offers. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, two, two or three months ago, there was an, well, basically there's been offers pretty much it feels every every three months. But um, two or three months ago, there's an offer if you buy like one month for two quid, you get another month for free. That ended, and then when that ended. Uh, last week there's an offer whereby you get three months for like a quid again it's like yeah. and again i've been a customer tons of times but so these aren't for new customers only i'm waiting for the moment when they suddenly say oh this next <laughs> offer is actually new customers only but they're still doing it so over christmas you can get game pass for a year for 50 quid and like loads of people jumped on it it was like an amazing bargain compared to the standard eight quid a month but actually i think at this point i'm going to be spending way less than 50 quid and i'm going to have it pretty much permanently with a combination of their like deals they do every three months to get people That's used true, to having yeah. the service it's um, like anyway, dumping, I, isn't it? Really, they're basically doing dumping. Where it's oh, yeah, like they're yeah, just yeah, placing yeah, it as cheaply as possible, you know, just to <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they get as cheap, cheap as possible to get people used to it. So then, when the offers stop, you're like, well, I've I've had it for so long, or maybe I've started loads of games and I want to continue them, and it's just part of my gaming habits now, you know. So that's they're trying to get us used to the idea of Game Pass, and but yeah, it's been so cheap for, for so long. Um, but yeah, gotta, play, yeah, gotta guess, finish Super Lucky's Tale. You know, so <laughs> just finished that. Um, but yeah, I guess this. The only thing this does really is it. If you're if you're paying month to month, it makes it cheaper, and if if you're paying annually, it makes it easier than subbing for two. But hmm. yeah, okay, uh, we're done. So that's that. Now the next. Okay, I've got another one. This is a bit long, 
Uh, but I want to <laughs> read it anyway because I think it's interesting. I mean, this is so Nintendo have just got approval to sell the Switch in China, okay. And, which is quite interesting because I mean, when I was there, I saw a couple of people playing them actually, and actually on the plane out there, I saw how many it was six other Switches what people were playing like on the flight as, mm-hmm. as I just went to the bathroom, or whatever. I wasn't well, going around like, looking at people and stuff, you know. I should have done that, but instead I was playing other other stuff. But um, <laughs> yes, so anyway, but I've seen a couple out in the wild in in China. But now this is like they're all obviously like grey imports, and this is in partnership with Tencent. So obviously, you know, massive company, and this is I mean, Nintendo's stock has increased by like seventy percent, seventeen percent. Sorry, you know, it's gone up like massively, and they're going to launch the machine with like a version of like New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Which is weird. I mean, I don't, I don't know why they. Well, actually, when I they do say know why a they version, that. what's the, like yeah, a specific Chinese version or what? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of understand why they've done that because there is like massive nostalgia there for like Mario Brothers. Like you see it. I mean, there's so much like copyright infringement going on. Like even the subway, even like the subway tra- like trains, they have like Mario noises going off sometimes and stuff like that. They, you know, they just steal everything. You know. For, well, for well doing when I say stuff. a version. Are they likely to have changed anything from the one we've played? Like, what could be different about it? I don't or? know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it may be also because this this comes also. The other thing I wanted to talk about is that they've also just created some crazy new censorship laws uh, for games. So, mm. I, this won't affect this. But because you remember a couple of weeks ago, we, I talked about this idea that they were there was these new rules for like approving games. And there was, like, a massive backlog of games as everything has to go through. It's called the State Administration of Press and Publication. So anything that you want to release has to go through this. And then they have to, like, give the stamp of approval before it can come out. So games are now being approved again. However, like, the government aren't accepting new submissions until they clear the backlog. So I was talking, actually, to a, like, Chinese independent developer, like, uh, when I was over there. And he was saying, like, this the problem with... I mean, this is terrible for, for like, indie developers because mm. you have to wait, like, a year or whatever before something gets even looked at for it to come out. And if you're, like, a massive company, that's fine. It doesn't it doesn't matter because you've got other, you know, irons in the fire or whatever. But if you're, like, a smaller company, it's really awful. It's, like, really sort of difficult to deal with that. But... So they've started approving them, but they've also got some interesting rules. So... The first rule is that the number of games allowed onto the market are going to be capped annually. So they they're not going to, you know it's not just like free for all. There'll be like a limit to how many games come out. And I mean this is a bit like they do the same thing with Western film imports. So every year there is a quota of how many like Western releases are allowed to be um, like shown in Chinese cinemas. And the reason for this is because they're always trying to promote like domestic like film. Mm. Um, although this seems to be applying to all games, like even like domestic like uh, Chinese games as well. So that's weird. And also, some genres are no longer going to be available either. So, like, Mahjong and poker, poker games are being... Uh, that you won't be able to get licenses to make those anymore. And <laughs> the main reason for this is because of the connection with gambling. And What's the they, what's the gambling aspect of Mahjong, then? I haven't played a lot. I... Well, you can. I mean, you can okay. you can gamble when you play. Like okay. you can you can. I mean, where I used to live, there used to be like there's loads of like mahjong parlors. I, I call it that, but they're not really. It was just like mm-hmm. a a room that is just like you open the door and just like smoke comes flooding out, right? Because it's just like loads <laughs> of old people sitting there just playing uh, mahjong and gambling uh-huh. with each other. Okay, but um, I mean, because it turns out, I mean, there was there's a company called Nico Partners who did like research into this, and they found that 
of the 8,561 games approved in 2017, 37% of those were poker and mahjong titles right, right. that were coming out. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> the reason is because they're like cheap to make and you can get like a lot of money through like microtransactions and all that kind of thing through it. It was like kind of big. Mm-hmm. So this only applies to new applicants though. So the old stuff isn't going to get wiped out. It's just that if you want to make a new poker game, you're out of luck. Like it's, it's right. not going to happen. Okay. The other thing they've done is that games that are based on China's imperial history are not going to be approved either. And the main reason for this is because the government always worries that they, because they have these like, there's like uh, what they call like palace intrigue, like um, like which is um, like talking about like the political systems and everything from the past. Mm-hmm. And all of the like, there's games of this, there's films and TV shows and stuff, and all of these are kind of being stripped back now because there's always the government is just terrified that they're used to like parody the government or used as like political metaphors. So mm-hmm. basically, China's imperial history, forget it. You're not touching that either. Um, and then the final one, which is really odd, is that games like with blood are also going to be rejected. So you can't. <laughs> And you see, in the past, you know, like you know, like with Mortal Kombat, they used to do stuff like you know, change the color of the blood to green yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah green blood. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't do that now because uh, basically you can't show any fluids. Is what it says. Wow. It's like it's like no fluids are allowed to be shown, and also you can't show any corpses either. Like so no dead like bodies. Wave race would get banned, would it? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, very good matter. It says fluids. It's liquids <laughs> are fine. Fluids are not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so no, 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 uh, none of that either. So that's that's the other thing, and I mean. The way this works is quite interesting because to enforce this, they've got like this online game uh, ethics committee, which was established last December. And what's really interesting about this, from my perspective, is it's like it's under the guidance of, what, of the publicity department. Mm-hmm. Now they call it a publicity department. It's actually the Shuan Shuan which is actually the propaganda department. Right. But they now call it the publicity department because it sounds nicer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they they're the ones <clears throat> that are looking at everything that comes out now and decide determining whether it's like nice or not you know, whether it you know whether it can get through and i mean the weird thing about this is you've got like 10 cent which is like a massive company you know really rich you know very sort of you know powerful in like sp- particularly in china but they still are waiting for, to get a license to monetize pubg like they can't get a license <laughs> for it which is kind of crazy and uh, yeah so it's just weird there's all these like massive restrictions being like you know sort of coming down but then nintendo obviously are still trying to get into this market because even if they only sell you know like a tiny percentage it will still be a lot you know, a lot, you know, because of the size of the market is massive. So what are, like, gacha games? Are they just not going to be a thing either? Well, no, you, well, that's the thing. They There are a lot of, like, restrictions on those games. Like, in terms of they have to publishize, like, the drop rates and all that kind of thing. And, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's... So, so, so that sort of gambling with in-game currency is fine, but not, like, actual real-world currency? Or, it, no, I guess it's not technically it isn't, gambling. It isn't anymore. It's- it's not anymore. Oh, okay. Like, as in, it, before it was okay, but now they've decided it, it's not okay. And it's, so, so, uh, a bit of a big, so you're saying those like gacha games won't be they won't, they'll be banned from now or for when? Yeah, when they, it... they they will not appear anymore. It's um yeah. Wow. Any, I mean, basically anything with gambling is going to be kind of like. I mean, part of this is. I mean, it's part of what uh, Xi Jinping the president calls it's like the core socialist values and it's this idea of like creating like a pure society and society and all that kind of thing mm. but it's i mean for for particularly i mean for for developers in the country it must be a nightmare because you know you there are so many restrictions there's so many things and also the other thing with the way these organizations work is that they often will change things it always seems like on a whim like there'll be there'll be change like one week will completely change you know how the system works or what is allowed and what is not allowed it's it's difficult it's a very difficult, but then there still is the allure of the fact that you've got so many people and you can make a like a killing, like in terms of cash. So, yeah. 
it's still worth people trying it, I guess. It's um... but, but, but obviously in terms of like Tencent themselves not getting the license to like monetize it, like I said, some games can have monetization over there. It's yeah. just when like the government provides a license, essentially. Yeah, you can, you can totally do that as long as it's not related to like gambling, basically, is is the thing. It's like yeah. that that's what they're trying to eliminate. But then those games will still exist. It's just that there'll be the older ones whereas newer ones won't be won't appear. Is uh, is kind of the idea. It's so. Uh, yeah. Is it like some sort of like underground black market that where I mean, obviously this thing is yet to come into effect. I don't think, but like for these sort of games that are banned, is it like an underground market where like these things are still being produced and people are getting hold of them? It's just yeah, like, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, because I mean, this is the thing. I mean, that was the other thing that happened this week that was really funny. Is like with you know, like Game of Thrones came out obviously recently, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the first episode of that was like because Tencent like Tencent Video had bought the rights to show that in China right. and after it had come out like loads of people watched the first episode and then everyone was on message boards in China like saying like a lot of the stuff doesn't make any sense that's going on in the episode and it's basically because <laughs> they just like censored tons of it Jesus yeah, it so, you know like so they're moving that stuff out so it doesn't make any sense I mean yeah, so famously episode's like 24 minutes long yeah, well, famously, the first, the first ever episode of Game of Thrones that came out was cut by 20 minutes. Like, there was, like, 20 minutes of footage was cut out, you know, oh. because of it. And it's, wow. uh, you know, I mean, this is the problem with the creativity side of things because, you know, you really can't do anything because yeah. there's so many restrictions. It's, um, but, yeah, but then there is obviously, as I said, still the temptation to, to do it because you can really make a lot of money because the market's so massive. But people definitely will look for alternative ways to get access to this stuff. It just depends on whether the government can shut those sites down. I mean, like with the Game of Thrones thing, they, you know, people were sharing, like, links to torrents, like, to download the uncensored versions, you know, as soon as, yeah. you know, as, soon as this, this became apparent. But, um, yeah, they're serious about this though at the moment. It's because um, it's part of the uh, part of the political climate at the moment. It's to uh, what extent? I mean, this is a broader question, maybe not one for the podcast. But to what extent do people in government actually believe this is all worthwhile, and how, or how much of it is just people towing the line for a quiet life? And do you know what I mean like? Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, that's a difficult question because I mean, the answer is we don't really know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say there's a lot of people that are yeah are doing this for a quiet life and stuff. I yeah. don't. I mean, there's very. Few, I'd say there's very few like true believers in yeah. like what's going on. But yeah, then yeah. you are linked to the fact that you know your promotion possibilities, all that kind of stuff is linked yep. to this. I mean, there was this app that came out. There's this Xi Jinping app that came out. Like uh, when was it? I think it was the end of last year, which is like a study thing, where yeah. by if you're working for like a state company over there, like you know like a state owned company, yeah. you're required to read this app every day, and it's Christ. like it's like you have to read like all the speech is watch videos and stuff like that and it records like if you've if you've done it or not you know and, and like yeah, this kind of stuff and what, what's really funny about it is that then there was people who because you get like scores as well for like how how many articles you've read and everything yeah. but somebody had worked out a system to like automate the process so you could like <laughs> just leave it on so these insane high scores were coming up from like people <laughs> that had spent like all day because that's the other thing with with china with all this stuff is they always have these systems but people always find ways around them as well there's you know yeah. i mean Famously, like with the Great Firewall, it's like this. You know, they, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, people spend a lot of time just, you know, circumventing it and everything. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's the same with this kind of stuff as well. But yeah. I mean, the guy I was talking to um, the other week, I mean, he was talking about, you know, he thinks it's very likely that there'll be like a proper like Chinese version of Steam will come soon. In terms mm-hmm. of like, it will be cut off from the rest of the Steam community, and it will just right, be yeah. Steam China. You know, mm-hmm. will probably what will happen because then they can control things easier. It's, uh, yeah. So Sounds horrendous over there. Yeah, it does. It's um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, this is this is why I always get worried, especially with companies like Tencent and stuff, because it's like they are part of this system and are, and are quite happy to work within it as well. And yeah. it's like that's why I worry about them getting involved with stuff over here as well, because yeah. it's like they can bring it. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, so Nintendo are deleting what it believes are what they call inappropriate, like sort of content from the Smash Brothers Ultimate Stage Builder. <laughs> so they released the stage creator. I haven't tried. The, is it a free download? Does anyone know? It no came idea. as like free, uh, Smash Brothers 3.0, I think. Yeah, so okay. it's out. I haven't looked at it yet, but I'll have to give it a go. But anyway, so basically it's created the things that you'd imagine it would, you know, such as dick stages, um, there's like swastikas, you know, the whole the whole usual sort of stuff. But then also people have been titling stages with, with stuff like, you know, calling it things like trans rights and stuff, and these have also been, been deleted as well. Oh, and so. Sake. <laughs> Nintendo have then explained that removing these is because they were considered like what well, they say, you know, in inverted commas, like a political statement. Although right. this seems to be like really scattershot because some of them like are being shut down, some of them are not. And accounts that get targeted get banned for like nine hours and then they're back on again. But it's just a mess because it seems that Nintendo doesn't seem to know what its policies are on this. It's just, mm. yeah, it's just a big mess, basically. I mean, this is probably why they always decide, like, they don't really go in for this, like, sort of sharing stuff that much because it's a minefield for yeah. them of, <laughs> of not knowing, you know, where they stand on anything. It's um, Yeah, yeah I, I can see them, like, we don't do this stuff. Oh, let's do it. Oh, no, what's this? And then they'd, yeah, but it, you're totally right. They clearly don't have their own house in order to actually understand what, 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 what they're, what they're, own policies are so that yeah. when this happened they'd say oh we'll ban that or don't ban that and I can understand you know the dicks and the, the swastikas getting banned yeah it's, it's the rest of it that's like well, yeah, well, a, well what is their stance yeah. on this because then other, there are other things which are also bad but they're still there so it's yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah, so that that was that. I mean, that's that's not great. It's pretty cool. You no. can build your own stages, though. I mean, if I was a Smash Brothers fan, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I need mm. to I need to try that because my son will definitely be well up for that. He has a bit of Smash Brothers. Um, okay, final bit of news is that I mean, I had to put this in here because it's funny. I mean, it's just <laughs> so Capcom have got their own mini console now, and I mean, you say mini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's two hundred pounds, and it's shaped like the Capcom logo. And it's got 16 games from the 90s, and it looks awful. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think it looks horrendous. Yep. Like, you look at well, that yeah, thing. So it looks like the top of an arcade cabinet. That, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's the thing. It's it, it's trying to replicate sort of like fighting sticks and like the, the top. Well, yeah, it's got a, no, just, it just is, a massive yeah. Capcom logo. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> well, what I don't get is, like, I mean, and I'm not like really into arcade fighters, so maybe this is an issue, but like the fact that none of the buttons are different colors so is that not an issue or does that it does no, not matter because if you think it needs to be yeah i mean if you if you're looking down at them you've already lost i think is the i guess yeah <laughs> um i mean I, I saw i think people were kicking off that they've do you know how gates work on on arcade sticks it's basically the a bit of plastic that sits around the stick at the base so some people prefer like square gates or whatever so this has got octagonal ones which apparently is bad for reasons i don't understand um i mean <laughs> it's the the fucking size of it obviously this will be hacked within seconds of it coming out but it's fucking <laughs> massive yeah. and it's just got 16 arcade games on it yeah. like and they're only they're only like cps1 and cps2 games so yeah. it's like not yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the physical size of it should denote how much storage it's got on it. I mean, 74 but... centimeters in length—that is a big boy. <laughs> but it does just that seem mad boy. that, like, oh yeah, so it's it's this absolutely fucking huge thing that'll dominate your fucking dining table. Um, but also, it's only got 16 old <laughs> games on it. Um, I mean, you know, it's a it's a pretty good list 
as far as I'm concerned. Like it's got Super Puzzle Fighter Two, which is wicked. Armored Warriors is a banger. Um, and Cyberbots Full Metal Madness. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, people are just buying this to hack it, aren't they? Let's face it. You know what it looks like? It looks like a cake. It does. Like, it looks like it. a novelty birthday cake. Yeah, it looks like it does look like that. Like somebody's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm really into Capcom. I'll get a Capcom cake." Yeah. And that's what it it looks like. It's, yeah. uh, I, I would love to see one in real life. I, I just want, yeah. Uh, and and you're right. We have to in seconds and then pull out like, ashes. This is great because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking I saw maybe it was Andy actually saw on Twitter saying like, or maybe someone's also going to change the keys so uh, <laughs> it doesn't have octagonal and then like, oh here's a, okay. there's still a two hundred pound stick. Like, I'm sure there's probably better ones out there for two hundred quid. Uh, I don't anyway. know. I mean, it's all Sanwar parts, and they're as far as I'm aware, they are like the best. And I'm pretty sure, like a you know, a, like a when there was, when Street Fighter Four came out, and this is the last time I played a fighting game. Um, when the like the there was the there was the normal fight stick you could get for it, and then there was like the the fucking tournament edition one. And I'm sure that was like well over a hundred quid at least. Um, so okay. if this is two hundred quid and it's got two like full sticks and with buttons and Sanwar parts, that's I suppose that's value for money. Um, but, I mean, who'd have that in their house? But, I mean, but <laughs> I for, mean, like, for, like, stu- student homes, student houses, they're into fighting games. True, this is like and a if there's, like, three, oh, three, three, three or four of you thing? and you, like, split yeah, I've, it between I've just, you. I've watched it, and I've obviously I've just watched it now, but I think if you're, like, vaguely into, like, if, like, a student house, you're all gamers, you're like, oh, fuck it, we'll get it. So we'll pay, like, 50 quid each, and we'll get this, like, massive thing for the front room. I suppose the other question <laughs> is, though, like, how do you... So what? Do you both just like sit next to each other on the sofa with this on your knees? <laughs> yeah, with bit, a cushion beneath it. Yeah, bit cozy. Um, but yeah, hey, I don't, I don't matter, does it? Yeah, I might request a review copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it comes out October twenty fifth, anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, great, can't wait. Yeah, and that's it. That's the end of the news. That is the end of. The news. Um, I mean, James, do you want to crack on and do your what you've been playing? Because I know mine and there's a bit of crossover between me and Matt. Um, mm-hmm. So if you yeah. want to do yours first, and you've been playing Donkey Kong sixty four, haven't you, James? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was, I've been playing all, all of the hits. Um, but yeah, no, I'll not play that. Um, I mean, most of the stuff I've played while I've been away is it's, it's just all been Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, some of it's been better than others. But I mean, I, I played Yoshi's Crafted World, which yep. I heard you talking about last week, mm-hmm. and I mean, I finished it but I haven't collected everything. And yeah. I mean, it's hard to know what to say about this beyond the usual stuff about, you know, how beautiful the game is and like relaxing and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, the only problem with it, I feel is it does feel like a bit of a collectathon. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, the thing that I really loved about Woolly World was the, like there was a, a lot of sort of like secrets and stuff like that. And sort of a lot of sort of like cool puzzles and stuff that you could kind of work out mm. that, you know, made it sort of a bit unique. This feels more like you are just collecting stuff and, Although, for some reason, I'm still enjoying doing it, though. And I think I might even go back and try and clear it, like, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just... It is relaxing to, like, just go through and, like, try and, you know, get all the stuff. But it does start to get ridiculous. Like, when you get to certain places when it... There's this guy that keeps on, like, requesting, like, specific items. And it's like, you've, you know, you've got something from one of the stages. You go back to him and he's like, oh, I'd like this now. And he's like, oh, I'd like this now. And it's just like, come on, man. It's like... <laughs> You don't need all of these, surely. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Go and get them yourself. But it's um yeah, that that's kind of annoying. But I mean, on balance I'd say that I enjoy playing this more than I did New Super Mario Brothers U. Um although that's clearly the superior game, this just I think maybe because I played that before, this felt like a bit newer and a bit more sort of interesting. But it was I thought it was interesting what you were talking about last week with this idea of the you know, it not 
you know, because there was this idea that it was supposed to be able to rotate at any time. Mm. Was that was that really a thing from the beginning? That they were I've no do? idea. I, the first I'd heard about it, um, but maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just like a misleading trailer or something where it was like, "Aha, look, um, you, you know, you'll play the reverse as well," and they sort of made it look as if you can do that any time. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I I do think it's it's a very nice game. Mm-hmm. Um, is the thing. I mean, the children bounced off it quite quickly, and. I've really found that they're not really massively into like uh, 2D platformers at all. Oh, really? It's they really prefer 3D ones, and I think most. I mean, I think that's largely because 3D ones are significantly easier. I mean, 2D games are are much more difficult, mm. and uh, yeah, and it, it doesn't match Yoshi's Island at all, like not by a long shot. Yeah. But I still think it's worth playing. It's still it's still a, a fun, nice game. Um, it's just. Yeah, it's just not. So, so this doesn't do a thing whereby you know, the first run through to the end is is relatively easy, but there are things afterwards which make it no, much more it difficult. Do, it, this doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get do more that. difficult. I don't think really. It's it's <laughs> really just the collecting is is the thing. And maybe I mean I've only I've only done the collecting for about three or four of like the worlds in it. I mean it was actually quite a lot longer than I was expecting it was going to be. I mean okay. to the point where I was getting close to the end and I was kind of feeling like this must be it now surely. Uh, but then like another area opened up, which mm-hmm. which is nice. You know it was nice that. There was a lot of content there, but um, I mean, I tried playing a bit of it with my son, and it yeah, it just doesn't go very well because it's just frustrating. <laughs> it's, it's really difficult to play like something like this with him because it's not it's not that it's difficult or anything, but it's like there are there's certain things that you need to do which are quite precise, particularly yeah. if you're trying to like collect everything, and it's, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't it just doesn't work with kids. It's not so good. Yeah, but good. I mean, I still kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it's it's a good release. You kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, ten out of ten. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's a seven out of ten game. I think is, okay. is the thing. But oh, that, sounds, uh, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll be honest. I'm sort of from what I've played, which is not a massive amount. Um, I am sort of glad I got it physically because I do think it's getting traded in when I'm done with it. I, don't, I mean, I don't every think Nintendo it's... game you should get physically. Well, yeah, there is that because they hold the value. Because the value is yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but usually <laughs> they're good enough that it's like, no, I want to keep this forever and ever. Um, yeah. But actually, on in this case, I think I'm probably going to bin it off when I'm done with it. See, I wanted we'll to do that with Kirby, but I can't because, I mean, despite <laughs> what I just said about 2D games, my son loves that game, <laughs> and he, he frequently goes back to it, and it's like, I just want to get rid of this because <laughs> it's it's nice, but it's not worth keeping. But, yeah. you know, he, he won't he It's won't probably still worth it. 37 quid in CEX as well. Probably, yeah. It's probably worth more than that now because it turns <laughs> yeah, out they didn't print yeah. many of them. You know, you get that kind of thing as well. But, I mean, one of the other major games that I played... Um, actually, no, I'm going to get another one out of the way quickly first, which was Wargroove. Because um, I talked about this before I went away, and I finished it on the plane. And I ended up kind of really disliking it by the end. Mm. Um, mostly because the final levels in particular like felt like a real grind with mm. missions. Like, they, they only really had, like, one solution all the time, and I... It took like a while to figure out what that was, and I just, I hate that in games generally. Um, yeah, this especially in strategy games, I hate that. Like this idea that there's only one way, yeah. real way of like sort of getting through. I, I want to be able to think, you know, in different, you know, different ways to approach stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a shame uh, because I mean, my first, my initial feelings of this game were were very good, but uh, yeah, by the end, I yeah, I really could didn't care for it at all. I mean, I I still want another Advance Wars, and it's just it. Playing this makes really makes you appreciate like how insane it is, how right they got everything with that with the original one of those. You know, mm. it was it was so good. The you know the um the Game Boy version, like the Game Boy Advance so, version. So like the campaigns of the Advance War games, but they had campaigns, I presume, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so 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 were, were they more about you can uh, finish a level in a variety of different ways, depending on your, yeah. the way you it, play it. 
it was that, and it was also just the you know the unit balancing was really really good. Like every unit in that felt like it had like a real purpose, whereas in this. I didn't feel that so much. Like I kept found myself falling back on like certain units I was using in every every mission, and uh, yeah, I I just didn't enjoy it so much. It's it's a shame because yeah, I like these games a lot, but mm. that wasn't so good. And okay, the other the major thing that I've been, I've been playing was uh, Katana Zero. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So okay. This I finished. Also, I finished on the plane when I was coming back, and I kind of. I loved every moment of this. It was <laughs> so I, mean, I um so I played this at Rezd and then completely forgot to put it on the list before we did the <laughs> live show. Um yeah. but yeah, it's it, I mean I only obviously only did a, a couple of levels, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, there was a lot more dialogue and world building in yeah. it than I thought there was going to be. And quite uh, an interesting I, dialogue I, system as well, with the whole like being able to just cut people short and be a dick. Yes. Um, Although the only thing with that though is that it that's a kind of an illusion of choice though. Okay. It's um like there's you, you have the choice you can like cut people short when you're talking to them mm-hmm. or you can wait for there to be dialogue options and that does change things sometimes but not often like really like you you always sort of seem to go to the same sort of destination. Right. But that I mean but then also that's played on later um mm-hmm. as being a thing because it's part of the the mechanics of the game actually which right. it all makes total sense and I mean how can I put this? Um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, should I, should I, do I need to describe what it is? I mean, it's like kind of a it's a two D ninja game, really, but yeah. there's no focus on stealth at all. Yeah, I mean, the whole purpose is to get through each area by finding like the most efficient route possible. And I realise that that I mean, that's contradicting what I've just said about Wargroove, where it's like you know, there's only one <laughs> way through. With this, it it is kind of like that in the sense that there is there is like a more efficient route to go through, but you do you can mix things up again a bit as you go through. And I mean. Your character, you can like slow down time so you can deflect bullets. Um, but you also like this. Also, I mean, the other thing about the slowing time is it gives you this chance to make decisions as well because everything happens really quickly and like you can be dead like within seconds. And you know this this works this works kind of well. But it's the but the ability to slow down the time is really limited. And um, it has this same sort of mechanic as Prince of Persia. I mean, you probably saw this, Sean, yeah, mm, where it's yeah. like if you fail. Your character says something like, "You know, it won't work that way," and then the level yeah, gets because like you, rewound. You playing it is him like plotting how to do it, isn't it? In, in yes. theory, and then yeah, but then obviously, so all your failed runs never actually happened. Yeah, and then the successful one is the one he actually like he's thought it through properly and he's done it. Um, it's a bit more than that, actually. Okay, um, which, which you'd see if you wait, because it, it, that's the thing. Because by the end, like the, it all, all of that makes total sense by the end, but it does go very like sort of Metal Gear Solid two in places. Right, like where it okay. becomes like a bit like that, but it makes a lot more sense. And you see, I love the way that you kind of you did have to approach each level as if it was a puzzle. Yeah, and it wasn't. See, you I mean, remember Ape Out, which where it was like with Ape Out, I always felt like I was kind of having to improvise to get through these levels. Yeah. Whereas with this, it it feels like there are numerous options to get through, mm-hmm. but there's also like a kind of defer, you know, like a preferred path as well that you can use to get through um, yeah. each one. And it felt. Incredible. I mean, it's more like Hotline Miami in that way, in the I, sense that yeah, I I I didn't want to say it because it like it seems like a I don't know because oh yeah that was like you know Devolver's like major hit and it was a, mm-hmm. a violent game and it was two D but it is it is a very close comparison in in ways yeah. that people don't get the the feel of it and the whole like especially when you get into the you know, like grabbing objects and chucking them at people and stuff that sort of that slight lean towards sort of being resourceful as you are sprinting around yes. and killing people 
um yeah it does like really feel like very hotline miami yeah yeah and it, like especially uh, like, uh, grabbing objects and it's also like you know choosing when to use them and like you know mm. when it's like you know maybe use use it on that guy so that you can get another person like more easily and stuff like that yes yeah. it, it there is like that element of strategy and it's i found it very satisfying like to pull off a section perfectly mm-hmm. and the best thing about it is that throughout the whole thing each of the areas are like really perfectly measured in length like i never felt frustrated at having to try again like even when i got like close to the end of a bit and then died or whatever it takes you back and you're back to where you were like 30 seconds later or whatever so yeah it never so felt... if you managed to go for an imperfect run how, how long would that take uh, i maybe, presume it varies but again maybe like 30 seconds or so like it's oh, maybe okay. Wow, yeah. wow. Okay. 30 seconds so to a minute short. or so it's you know it's if you do it perfectly you could probably do each of them in maybe about a minute or so it's um but the thing is is that you fail often like because it is quite it's difficult like in places it's but it never feels unfair either um because there is always that feeling of like you know i i know what i should have done there and i just didn't execute it properly and i mean there's one particular bit that i really love like towards the end where you like there's this section where there's like three people in a in a room like below you and you can like smash through the ceilings and then you, I figured out like you slow down time, throw like a knife at one of them that's far away and then like use your katana to like, you know, slice off the heads of some other ones so you can just get through. And it just looks mm. really cool like, yeah. as you're doing it because it's all like in slow motion. It's, um, yeah, and, it, and you pull it off and you feel great. It's, um, yeah, you also get like a video, don't you? Like a, a, like a replay of your, yes. of your successful run, which apparently looks awesome. Yeah, they yeah they do that as well, which is which is kind of nice. And I mean, the world may be. I mean, the world is kind of like the large sort of cliche kind of thing, and the character actions. I mean, the character interactions are often kind of unpleasant, um, mm. but it works. I think in this context, like mostly. I mean, I heard. I mean, this was this isn't coming out in Australia and New Zealand, as far as I aware. Really, probably yeah, uh, probably because of the it didn't it didn't pass the uh, the rating system. Jesus, probably yeah, it's probably because of the drugs and there's also like torture oh, and stuff yeah, like that okay. and, yeah. and everything in there. But um, yeah. and I mean, as I said, you have like the dialogue choices, but there's kind of an illusion of choice there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, which is then played up later. I mean, it also feels like there is there's a wider story that's going to be told here, and that I'm hoping that there's going to be further releases of this. There's going to, this is going to get expanded upon because it was I found it very interesting by the end, and I'm not sure if this is kind of like on my game of the year list, but it's very close uh, to that level because I found it incredibly satisfying to play, um, particularly towards the end when you I mean you go up at the end against like these slight sort of. Uh, bosses where it really takes quite a long time to figure out what the rhythm is mm-hmm. and to figure out you know what the, the best way to do it but then you know that you are going to crack it at some point it's just getting like the right rundown it's um yeah but it, it really is excellent i mean i i would really recommend it it's um yeah it's really fantastic cool oh, i'm glad you liked it because I, I i've heard I, i've actually haven't heard as much about this game as i thought it would do yeah, I, uh, yeah, in the lead up to it but like, everyone's quite interested and excited on the way up and then when it came out it's like it's out now and just haven't really heard much at all about it so mm. i'm glad you like it and it makes me want to makes me want to play it actually yeah definitely i really would recommend it it's excellent it's, and it's also i mean i saw some people saying it's about sort of four or five hours long i think it's a bit longer than that i think maybe it probably took me about six or seven hours i think okay um, but it still felt i i I didn't want to put it down. Like there was always this thing of like, you know, you can, you know, just try again. If I fail, just try again. And um, it's just. Is there any replayability? Is there a way? Would you want to go back, or is there not? There, there is. Um, but there's things which are like story based, which can like end games and stuff like that. Which I mean, yeah, I don't want to say because it will ruin the experience. So, but yeah, it's it's really really worth playing. I really much enjoyed it. Cool, excellent. 
Um, the only other things I played, I played Phoenix Wright um, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I, I bought this on the Switch um, mostly because I just love the series. And I mean, this is the third time I think I've played through the original trilogy. <laughs> and I just wanted it on the Switch because I just wanted. I don't know. I just. I find Mate, the characters. I, James, James, I'm about to buy Dragon's Dogma for the fourth time. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. I think it's just because I find the characters in this in this series to be some of the most entertaining in video games, and I just like time, spending time with them. You know, it's just. It, there's. I mean, it's got the. There's like the new art style, which I think was ported from like the iOS version. Okay. And it's fine. I mean, people are moan. There's people moaning about it, saying they prefer like the pixel art style. Because right. this has all been like redrawn, and okay. I don't really care to be honest. I think it looks <laughs> it looks fine, and the music's all there. The characters haven't changed, and I'm I'm near the end of the first um the first game, and which is probably still the best in the series. But I just I just still love it, and it's just I, I find it's a really nice game to play before going to bed because it's like it's like reading like an old favorite book or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. it's great. It's um and I'm I was also at the stage with this where it's like I can remember I can remember who's who's done it or whatever with this, but I don't remember. All of the steps um, of how to okay. get to the conclusion, so it still is entertaining in that respect as well. You know, it's like to try and figure how stuff out. How much is the Switch version? Uh, I think it is thirty pounds. Oh yeah. man, how much? No, it's about thirty. I think. For, yeah, I, I think yeah. And uh, I mean, price. I used some gold coins to bring the price down a bit, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, get you. I mean, I'm really hoping that they also release like. The other three that have come out since like, on yeah. Switch as well, because I'd like to play those because some of them I played, some of them I hadn't. I mean, there's some of them I own, but I haven't played them because they were on like 3DS and stuff, and I don't want to play on that anymore. Yeah. It's uh, it'd be it'd be nice if they came out on that, but because like stuff like Apollo Justice got re-released recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well Matt knows all about that. It came out on like, iOS, you know, got got to, you know redrawn and everything. So hopefully, uh, what's this game like playing without touch? Uh, you can play it with touch. Oh, we can. Uh, can you? Okay. Yeah, because there, the there aren't many Switch games. Yeah, but there aren't many Switch games that actually rely on that because the whole dock situation. I mean, the, no, the original was for the um, GBA, was wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that didn't have touch either. Oh. I mean, you can play. I mean, I I still usually play with buttons anyway because it's um yeah. it's quicker. I mean, oh, yeah. that's one of the little innovations they put into it, which I really do appreciate though, is that you can skip text much more quickly <laughs> in blocks, and so it's like you know you just press B and then it will it will skip it will just immediately display that block of text and you can just read it quickly and then go to the next one before it used to do the whole thing where it would like you know read it out as it was going through which like significantly increases the amount of time it takes to like play through so that was uh that was good yeah and uh yeah cool so there's that uh what else did i have sorry i'm gonna this is the last thing <laughs> kind of um i played a bunch of mega drive classic games um on the flight because i was bored and I know because I also figured out my favourite settings for it because oh, yeah. the emulator can upscale the graphics, which initially look really bad. Yeah. But then now, okay, I wouldn't recommend this usually with an emulator because I think it looks bad. Mm-hmm. But you can add scan lines, <laughs> and for some reason, it looks good with this. And so, okay, I, I'm lo- loads of people no doubt tell me I'm completely wrong, but I thought it looked it looked okay. So I played through Streets of Rage, uh, Alex Kid in the Enchanted Castle, and Streets of Rage Two, and I mean just some. Obviously, quick observation: The Streets of Rage has, I still think now, has a slightly better soundtrack than the sequel, um, but the gameplay is obviously worse. But Alex Kid is a terrible game, and <laughs> it's worse. It's absolutely worse in every aspect. The Miracle World on the Master System—it's just absolute garbage. Absolutely. So this, this is the sequel, is it? 
Uh, yeah, it because it, it's kind of a remake though of Miracle World, but it's got the same music and all that kind of thing. But it's dreadful. It's got terrible floaty controls. It's got like awful collision detection. It's just a terrible game. It's just really bad, and yeah, it's just garbage. And the thing is, is like looking through the Mega Drive collection, there's a lot of games on there that which are like really good games, but a lot of them have aged really badly. And mm. they're and in some ways, I feel they've aged worse. Than like the games that are on the NES Online, on the you know the, the games that are on that, because games like Kid Icarus and games like you know Super Mario Brothers three, they still play really well, mm. and the eight bit art style, it's still there's still kind of a charm to that. Whereas in a lot of these sixteen bit ones, I I yeah they're not they're not great. They've yeah they really have aged badly. Not good. Mm. But but it must be awesome having it on Switch, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's. I mean, again, it's nice to you know it's something to just break out from time to time and think. Yeah, I'm going to sit and play some Mega Drive games, which is good. How many games are on it? So thirty odd. Yeah, it's about thirty, but no Sonic Three or Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, they're obviously they're missing because they always are, mm. which is kind of a shame. But the rest are all there. And the only other thing I've done is I've played Labo VR as well. Oh, yeah, um, that was it. Which oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about this so far because. <laughs> As I was saying to you before, like the 720p screen doesn't help, yeah. and I think I've been spoiled by PSVR in terms of visual quality, and that's not even that great. But this is, you know, it's it's not, yeah, you know, it's it's you know, the visual quality isn't so good. But the construction stuff is still a lot of fun, and you know, my my son is absolutely loving it. Like he spent a lot of time just like you know playing around with it and doing some of the levels and stuff. And I've only built, I mean, I built the camera so far, which is okay, but I need to build the blaster. It's just. The trouble is, is it's the same as with the other Viet, uh, Labo stuff, which is that there are a lot of games that are like very sort of short, and they're essentially kind of like tech demos, and it doesn't feel like there's enough there yet, you know, to yeah. really feel like this is this is kind of worth it. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe that's going to change after I build the blaster. Maybe that's that's the thing that's missing. When are they? But, do we um, know when the functionality is being added to Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild? Is it? I think it's the end tw- of this month. It, I thought it was like twenty third of April, which is. Tomorrow, as oh, we okay. record, or yesterday, as you're listening to us, I think. Uh, uh, let me check. But uh, so, um, well, I asked Darren last week about this, but like, how VR is it, or is it more just like a three D thing? Like, what are the, what's the best experience you've had on it so far? Um, I would. There's there's a platforming kind of game in there, which it's not Astrobot, and but it's is quite good, I think. In in the terms of, I wouldn't say that it's just like three D. It is it is like it does feel more like proper VR, but there is also the fact that I mean, it tells you don't like move around while you're using this. You know, it's like you're <laughs> supposed to sit there yeah. and you know just be you know sit there and just like move your head around or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's okay. It's just the visual quality is just you know you know how you get that thing with PSVR. How you really I find I really have to sort of position that correctly so that it doesn't like blur. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. You get the same thing with this, but the problem with this is because it's not fixed to your head. It doesn't sit it's much still. More, yeah, yeah. So you have to like hold it in place, and which is a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They need to build a stand. You need this to be a stand like the Virtual Boy had, you know, so you can like yeah stare into it or something or whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's a nice idea. But yeah, just need to do some more building, I guess. Fair dues. Oh yeah. So the update apparently is what one says. Basically, it's twenty fifth, twenty sixth is when the update is rolling out. Okay. So this week. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll so I, I'm really excited to hear about that because I don't own either of those games. Um, oh, of course I don't, but um, I, I can't wait to hear what Zelda is like because obviously Zelda's Zelda the whole game is VR, whereas Mario certain levels isn't. Or certain, yeah, and I don't think areas. I don't think Zelda's going to work, but I think if it's enough to just go for a walk around Hyrule for a bit, I'm, yeah. I'm going to have a go. <laughs> um, right, is that, is that it, James? 
That is it. Yeah, cool. there's pretty much nothing else really. I have been playing PlayStation Plus freebie The Surge. Um I mean, it's been out for ages, I think. So this is the second game. I forget the developer's name. But the second, I think it's the same people who made Lords of the Fallen, which was... Th- oh, like the Dark Souls-like yeah, game. Yeah, sort of more or less written off as a bit of a, like, you know, it was the first sort of... Like, it came out on, like, what is now current-gen hardware before any Dark Souls games managed to, and it was a bit like... You know, if you really jones in for a new Dark Souls, then maybe give it a go, but... It's not actually that great. This, however, is pretty interesting, I thought. Um, So, yes, it it is very Dark Souls in terms of the way it plays. Um, But it's it's sci-fi, so it's set, like, sort of near future. um, And, um, yeah, you're sort of going around and you're killing people who, like, you know... I think people who are actually dead, but they're wearing these like sentient power suits or something. I don't know. I didn't quite fully understand it. Um, but yeah, and it, it's it's Dark Souls. You you know, going around sort of doing melee attacks on people, um, and it's really hard. And there are big bosses that can kill you in one hit. And if you you know, every time you die, you go back to a respawn point, and you've dropped everything, and you have to get back to where you died to get your stuff back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know all that. Um, where it is interesting is, I mean, A, so the setting is is cool because, like, yeah, it's, like, the game's pretty gruesome, but it's it's modern day, it's all, like I say, it's all sort of science stuff, and it's, like, you know, it's, like, sunny, and it's daylight, and it's, like, not, like, a particularly, like, oppressive atmosphere like you tend to get with, you know, with these sorts of games. Um, and, like, it's got this really cool combat system where when you're attacking someone, so you, you lock onto them, but then you can target specific body parts. And so you can either, like, you can aim for, like, an unarmored body part, which will deal more damage. Or if you're trying to build, like, a certain set of gear and you see, like, an enemy's got, like, an arm part that you need or whatever, like, you can target that. And then if you target that, do a certain amount of damage, build up a meter do like a cool finishing move that has a percentage chance to take that limb off, you get the part and then you can and equip you can it. use it for upgrades. Yeah, um, which is a really cool system and, and pretty interesting, I thought, in that, you know, you have this, like, well, if you want an easy life, you can just go for the unarmored parts, but actually if you want to try and get a leg up and get better gear, you can start being strategic about it, right, well, I'll take his left arm, his leg, his, you know, whatever. Um it's pretty good, and uh, yeah, the combat like feels fine. Um, it's like really responsive and nice. Like any, you know, feels like <laughs> you played a Dark Souls game, you you know what it feels like. Um, it's the tonally, it's a bit weird. In the so the way it starts out is like they do this thing that's a bit crass. In that you so you start off, you're on this like train, um, and you're obviously you know it's like there's like adverts everywhere for this science company i forget what they're called um but it's like oh you've come to work for us you've made a great decision we're amazing and we're like doing this project that's going to end global warming and we're definitely not bad we're definitely not bad guys we're not evil we're totally squeaky clean and brilliant um and it's like you you're viewing this guy from behind right and you can just see like the back of like a train or what looks like the back of a train seat and then when the train comes to a stop it's like press you know left stick to move Ah, ha ha he's in a wheelchair surprise like <laughs> I, oh. I, I just hate it when it's a bit like ah we got you it's <laughs> like it's this shocking reveal um but yeah so the the, the guy's a, a wheelchair user um and 
he's obviously he's been enticed to come and work for this company because you get this like power suit that would enable him to to walk and um but it's really weird you like you arrive at this train station and there's all like guards everywhere which is obviously meant to be sinister because it's like yeah sort of armed guards who don't really want to talk to you and they're like fucking go that way um go and get yourself enrolled or whatever and then you you chew like you go through some like a few more areas but it's all weirdly like dead there's like not many people around which just sort of feels wrong this is like this is you're still in the sort of you know you're still under this illusion that this is like a nice place to go and and work and stuff but it just just feels a bit desolate and then oh okay and then you pick there's like two like power suits that you can have there's like the the rhino and then i think it's like the lynx i went for the lynx which is obviously the sort of quicker and more agile one but less powerful um and then it shows this cutscene where he's like, so he's lying on this table and it's like, okay, like scanning you for like sizing you up for installing this, this like robot, like exoskeleton on you. And then it, you know, and it's like, right, uh, ready to begin, begin operation. Um, and it says like, you know, anesthetic administered. And it hasn't, like the guy's awake and he starts like screaming and panicking, but he's like locked down. So yeah, so like, and it's really horrific, and it's like, and all of a sudden he's like getting like drilled everywhere, and getting all these robot parts fitted to him, and he's just like screaming, and then he like passes out, and you're like, oh my god, so that's you know that's like the shocking reveal. This is actually sort of a horror game, and then he <laughs> something goes wrong with his power suit, like the it's got like a defective power core or something, so he just gets thrown in a junkyard, <laughs> like he's but he's still alive. He just sort of passed out. So you start the game proper in this, like you've just been scrapped basically and you're like trying to fight your way out. So, you know, the whole point is like, this is horrible what's happened to this guy. Like he should be absolutely horrified. He's basically been tortured and then left for dead. But he just seems fine with it. Like he's... (laughs) Like when you, I, I love that. Yeah, like when you eventually like contact someone from the company, it's like, oh, you know, I've I've just been like dragged here, and like you know, he seems sort of mildly annoyed at first. He's like, oh, I don't understand what's going on, and they go, oh, you've got a defective power core, like you'll need to fix that, and he's like, oh, well, it doesn't seem defective. This is great. I can run around and <laughs> like I'm like fuzzy, like fully mobile, and you're like, you've just been tortured. Like you should be fucking furious. Like okay, you got the use of your legs back. That is a pretty big deal. But the way in which it happened was definitely not right. And they did leave you for dead afterwards. But he just seems totally cool with it. And it- yeah, that, 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 that's so disappointing because you think, well, I, there's literally no emotion here at all. Yeah. If like, this character isn't bothered. Like, yeah, exactly. How could I ever be bothered about this situation myself? Yeah, and at no point is he like, like do you realise what just fucking happened to me? It was horrific. Is this like a known issue? Like None of that. Like it just totally. So I don't know. It's like they couldn't really decide whether or not they were going to lean into it being a, a horror game, I guess, um, or you know, having horror elements. It like I don't know. So I found that really weird. But yeah, like overall, pretty enjoyable and like an actual interesting new take on on that sort of game. Um, Do you think you're going to keep playing it? I mean, probably not because as discussed, like you know, around um, Sekiro and stuff. I have I just haven't really got a particular like any particular appetite for a really hard game at the moment. I got like a couple of bosses in and then like a, a new boss just like killed me in one hit and I thought, "Do you know what? I think I'm all right." Um oh, and then it crashed. That was it. I died and then it crashed and I thought, "Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm okay." The real surge starts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a power surge. So, 
yeah, like definitely check it out. Like if you obviously yeah, everyone's got it on PlayStation Plus, um, so well well worth a look. Um, just yeah, just some like tonal weirdness going on, which sort of spoiled it. Uh, what else? Destiny Two. Who wants to hear about Destiny Two? Everyone, Let's go. literally everyone. Um, so I got invited. Uh, I got a tweet um, from Adam, one of our listeners. Uh, it was like. Um, basically like look we're raiding tonight but we're missing someone do you want to join us and it's like the first time where I've had a tweet like that and I and it was actually free and I've um, you know as discussed before I've put so much time into Destiny 2 I've never done any of the raids on it um, so I was like yeah fuck it why not um, so we only did we didn't do uh, like the full raid so we did the last wish which was the um, the raid that came out with Forsaken so it's the one that's set in the Dreaming City um, okay it was fucking great it was so good um like it really helps like everyone um i fucking honestly i forgot all your real names um but everyone who's who i was playing with they were all like super supportive and helpful um like because it makes such a difference because i mean do i need to explain how the raids work in destiny i guess um basically really difficult um quite long like missions with like i guess some story stuff but not really um but with like these really sort of intense like puzzles <laughs> which involve like shitloads of coordination and teamwork and communication and, and all the rest of it whilst also like you know everyone has to be really good at shooting stuff and you just forget that like like this is like this is like destiny's like fully like unique thing like as good as the shooting is and the loot and everything like you know like action sort of like action rpg shooters existed before destiny like you know we already had borderlands and stuff but you forget that like the raids are really what set it apart there's there's just nothing else like it um like i won't bore you with like the mechanics of of the bits we did but it's just such a great feeling when you go from like you'll do like a couple of runs at a certain section and you just sort of fuck it up but then by the time you do it it's like you're just this incredible like well-oiled machine like everyone's just calling things out and everyone's reacting and doing things at the right time and it's just it's such a good feeling um like yeah i had a proper good time doing it so like we, we need to uh definitely try and do leviathan together um and yeah get- so uh, how do you think this from what you the, the sections you played how does it compare to things like vault of glass and the crota raid and stuff it's it's easily like up there like it's it's probably the most fun i've had doing a raid um possibly because like we were all like well over leveled doing it um that yeah, certainly yeah, helped so, so like less the, stress, I guess. yeah so like the fights were not easy like if you were not paying attention it was still you know you, you could get yourself killed um but it felt like you know the fighting was there and it was good fun but it was more about like it allowed you the fact that it wasn't too difficult allowed you space to think about the puzzles and the timing and the communication and stuff um which yeah, it was fucking proper good fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, yeah, we need to get our shit together and do a do a raid stream because that'll be good fun. I, um, I'm ready. I'll, I'll cool. do that. Wicked. Um, what else? I've been playing uh, Hell is Other Demons on the Switch um, because it looked cool and it is. It's a really good um, like it's just like a 2D sort of wave based um like platformer stroke shooter um so you're just a a little demon with a gun and you have like a dash ability like it's so sort of like bullet point like indie game it's like cool pixel art 
Um, you know, like <laughs> really nice responsive controls, uh, synthwave soundtrack, really difficult but very satisfying. You know, you 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 gather gems and you buy stuff from a shop, which gives you a bit of a leg up. You know, you buy like sort of cool abilities and you can change your loadout. You have like a limit on how much stuff you can equip, and you know, different levels could like sort of make you experiment with different loadouts. Um, yeah, it's sort of like. It, it's fucking great, but I haven't got a huge amount to say about it because it's so, like, it's yeah, it's just so typical, very good indie game um, fodder, I guess. Like, um, it's just great fun to play. The level, like, um, it owes a lot to Downwell. Um, either you played Downwell? Oh, I've never remember. played that. Really good, um, but it, yeah. it sort of it, it sort of takes a lot of things from that in that like so you can you can shoot enemies, but also um, like jumping on them like does a lot of damage as well. Um, and like Dan will have this thing where like you f- when you first start playing it, it's like really limited color palette. It's like three or four colors. Then as you play through, you unlock like other color palettes. It does that. It's got um, like every time you finish a world, it's like you know you unlock a new color palette, and it's like weirdly cool switching between those. Um, it's just great fun. Really good playing in short blasts. Um, yeah, properly enjoying it. And it was like eight quid or something. Um, yeah, I'm just watching Trey now. It looks absolutely awesome with like yeah. different colours, like green levels, red levels, blue levels. Yeah, and like the you know watching a trailer, it looks like incomprehensible, but actually when you're playing it, the sort of the feedback and it's you know whatever, it's like it's it remains pretty much entirely readable throughout, even though there's like shitloads of stuff going on. It's not like I saw a review that's like referred to it as bullet hell, which I feel like bullet hell is a term that gets thrown around far too much these days. I feel like a lot of people haven't seen an actual bullet hell shooter. Like they are fucking horrendous. It's not bullet hell by any stretch, I thought. Um but yeah, just sort of constant, like interesting sort of minute to minute decisions about where to position yourself and like, oh shit, enemies are spawning here. I need to be over here. Like because the whole sort of, because you can jump on enemies, like you always have the advantage if you are above them. Like whereas if enemies are spawning above you, that's something you really need to resolve <laughs> because if you jump up at them, you will get hit. Um, and yeah, experimenting with different loadouts. There's like all different weapon types and different things that sort of make your dash better. Or there's like different ultimate attacks. Like the one you start with is like a giant fucking laser beam, but then there's all different other ones you unlock. Um, yeah, proper good. Uh, quite cheap. Um, and there appears to be like tons of stuff to do in it. Um, there's like loads of levels. Each one you get like extra, you know, badges or whatever for like doing it without using your ultimate or without taking any damage. So if you, you want to be a completionist about it, there's just like shitloads of stuff to do. Um, so yeah, really like it. Yeah. The main... Yeah, awesome. uh, yeah, so that, that's that on Switch and Steam. You've played yes. on Switch, did you? Yeah, I've been playing on Switch, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's yeah perfect for it. Um, the main game I've been playing this week... So I've been playing a bit of this last week, but I was going to wait, um, partly because the show went on for ages anyway, um, and also waiting for you guys to play it. Uh, my time at Portia... Um, no, no, and Matt, I know you've played quite a bit of this. James, have you yes. have you got into it yet? I know you've played a bit. I have played it, yeah. I've, I mean, I've only played up to um, the bit we talked about before, which is the uh, where you need to start creating hardwood to make a bridge. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so, so not, I'm not, not far into far, it at all, really. Um, it's such a weird game because if I wanted to, I could probably sit here and list loads of things that are wrong with it. Um, both sort of, you know, in terms of design and technically, especially. So we're playing the Switch version. Um, and there's like, there's issues with like, 
So the loading times aren't great. There was a day one patch to make them better, but they're still it's very noticeable in places. Um, there's weird sort of stuttering when you like chop down a tree or sometimes if you attack enemies or, or what have you um like the menus or if, you go to, if you go to a menu yeah like just opening the menus they're just all a bit sticky but despite all that i really love it um like i'm i'm just properly like but like absorbed by it and i don't even know what it is like because it's not like it's full of like amazing characters or anything or maybe it is maybe i've not spoken to them enough i'm not like in love with with the people in it the world no. is i like i really like the way it looks i know a lot of people aren't so keen like the yeah i'm, I'm not a big fan of it yeah like the, the the lighting being charitable the the lighting is is subtle um it's like they've gone for this really sort of soft lighting which gives it this sort of cartoony look um but is I don't know, yeah. Not not yeah, everyone it, is keen it looks on ama- it. It looks really really nice on PC. I've been watching like, some videos oh, really? okay. uh, over the weekend, and there is like it's, it's night and day. Oh really? Like, the PC okay. version, yeah. It looks looks like looks awesome. Uh, um, fair enough. Yeah, this, this looks very basic, but uh, yeah, the, the, the art style doesn't offend me at all. It yeah. is sort of cartoony. It's yeah. uh, I know what it's trying to do. It doesn't quite reach reach those heights of like a Ghibli <laughs> on Switch. Yeah. On PC, it looks a lot better. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely basic in that regard. Yeah, but basically, it does a charm. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I, I mean, this is basically like a a star stardew valley style yeah building game slash farming game slash you know sort of bit, role bit, of, du- game. bit of dungeon crawling bit of romancing yeah. if you want um yeah it, it's very much in the same sort of star stardew valley style game but it's a 3d thing and i yeah. will say yeah i mean it in terms of charm i don't think it hasn't really uh, thus far anyway got anywhere near the sort of charm that stardew yeah stardew valley had i mean i i, I absolutely i mean I absolutely love the characters in Stardew, mm-hmm. and I think from very, even like very very early on, very, even very small conversations, you got a real feel about the characters, and and it's just like a really lovely, charming environment to be in. Yeah, this it feels like there's a lot of characters. There's actually there's actually shitloads of characters to me. Actually, about fifty odd people I think <laughs> in the village, to me, um, and. I don't know if it's the way it's presented or actually just like the 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 dialogue itself, but it's just yeah, it feels quite flat, and yeah. um, and maybe that changes. I know you can you can basically there's like a like a bar to signif- to signify how friendly you are with someone, yeah. and that can go up to as far as like friend or best friend or like lover, wife, husband. Mm-hmm. So maybe and the dialogue changes with that. So maybe that's yeah. where you will start to see a bit more of the charm. But I, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, definitely, it's doesn't really have the, the charm for me thus far anyway yeah um i think what i one of the main things i love about it is that so you know like when i, I said this when i because i streamed this last week and i was saying how it's got kind of like the <laughs> some of the worst stuff from like no man's sky right well you know no man's sky it's like if you want to warp you need warp fuel to make warp fuel you need a antimatter cell and some other shit and to make each of those you need two other things and and it's like quite annoying in no man's sky um and it like it does that so like quite early on it's like right we need you to build a bridge and you're like okay i've got wood and stuff i guess i can build a bridge no you fucking can't because you need about three other pieces of kit and like other resources that then need to be processed pipes yeah and it's all sort of you realize there's like multi like multiple layers to how you produce like the you know these parts of this this bridge that that people need but it feels 
<laughs> I don't know. It like it just feels like worthwhile effort because you're like because you are building something. Like it's not just like you do get commissions to build stuff. It's like oh, I want four bookshelves, and you're like okay, and you build them and you take them and take them to the person. And they give you some money, fine. But like so often you are like you are contributing to the infrastructure of the town yeah that's what's nice about it you're yeah. not doing idle missions you are actually changing the environment yeah and you're like so first off you build this bridge and then that gives you access to like this this separate island and then you get asked to like build a fuckload of like these like basically like taxis and then you have to assemble like the sort of like the the stopping taxi points station, for them. yeah taxi rank and then yeah. you're like oh shit i'm building the fast travel network for the game and it just—I don't know—it just feels really good doing that. Like, it, I just find it really compelling. Um, like, it's, it's really satisfying, and yeah. I, I mean, I've been hopelessly addicted to this all weekend. I—I <laughs> I, I didn't watch your stream live; I couldn't make it, but I watched it on like, the Wednesday or Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. And and like, I'd obviously heard this game, and I heard like some people like talking about it, you know, for, for a few weeks ago, and obviously mm-hmm. it came on PC last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd heard of it, but I hadn't really seen much about it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I watched the stream. I was like, actually, this looks, this looks like a Stardew in three D. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. And after that, I like then started playing like Thursday or Friday, mm-hmm. and I mu- I must have put like at least ten plus hours in over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> just I've, I've just like every if every last spare minute I had, mm. I was just playing this. Yeah, yeah. The, it's um, really addictive, like the little game, the gameplay loops. So like, okay, you got this commission, and a lot of it's done on timers and. Um, yeah. Timers might sound like a dirty word because that sounds like how that sounds like a free-to-play mechanic. You're having a mobile game where you can't do certain things, but it's not that. It's like, okay, well, you need to build. Um, you need to build this, like this this stereo, for instance, and to do that, you need some copper pipes, and mm-hmm. copper pipes take this long, and then you need to add, make like this this fabric, and that that requires these elements, and that takes this long. So you're juggling a lot of that stuff as well, and you have to leave stuff overnight because uh, you can go to bed and leave all or leave all like the. Uh, all the grinders and all your machines working mm. to produce bronze bars and stuff uh but it's just like okay so i'll get everything ready i'll like i'll, I'll get, get a thing like burning or creating my machines maybe i'll then chop down some wood nearby i'll talk to some people in the town um i'll grab another commission if i've got some extra time and you also have stamina a limited amount of stamina each day yeah which actually increases as you level up, but so if I've got if I've got stamina left, I'll maybe go to like the, the, these like dungeons and, and do some like mining uh, to to get some other materials which I need, and you can also get like rare and random items which also help you when you're building stuff. And it's just oh, it's just it's so addictive. Yeah. I've been horrendously <laughs> addicted this weekend to it. Yeah, um, like the yeah. the setting is quite good as well. I thought so like it's not immediately clear but this is like a a post-apocalypse um setting basically and like what's really interesting is there's this sort of conflict so there's like what are really obviously like or used to be um like scientific like compounds or whatever you know like these sort of great like big sort of towers and facilities they're now sort of ruined but like people now make a living like going into the ruins and like digging stuff out and like Matt says like finding like artifacts and stuff which can be things like a fucking thermos flask or or whatever Um, and and there's this sort of interesting tension between like there's the church that basically believes that like the reason this apocalypse happened is because mankind put too much you know too much into science and went too far down that path and that's what ruin does 
Um, and then, but then there's also this like research lab that are like, no, like we can do science again. We just need to not be dickheads about it this time. And like the resources you gather when you go mining and stuff, like you get these data disks, you can either take them to the church and they'll give you like seeds and stuff so you can do more farming. Um, and presumably they just like, you know, snap the discs in two and then bin them. Um, yeah. Or you can take them to the research yeah. place and they teach, you know, and you can buy like a fucking tractor engine or, or whatever. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's just like, it's an interesting plot point because there are people who like, like, you know, this apocalypse wasn't like a, you know, a long forgotten thing. It's like, uh, you know, it sort of explains like humanity had to like live underground for like 300 years or whatever. And there are people who are like, no, my, my grandma was like one of the people who, like lived through that and it was awful <laughs> like it's not just this sort of totally arbitrary thing that happened in the past it's like people that see like it's within living memory um so yeah i just like as a setting it's quite cool because you you know you're in like this town of, of portia and then as you say that there's these sort of um like mines that you can go in which are these old facilities that you basically just like dig you, see, you just start digging through the floor and there's like artifacts hidden there and stuff but there's also this whole other like section of town that's just been like walled off that you can go to a bit later on and it is just like it's just full of like quite tough enemies and stuff and then there's like an actual um like sort of combat focused like dungeon uh you know mode that you can you can go into like that way and it's just yeah there's just so much shit to do um yeah i i, I, I and even when you're mining so you go there and like hey i need some iron ore i need like you know this and the other and and then there's like it's like scanning mechanic where yeah. you you press like where you like it's, it's like zl on on the switch and like, and when you go in that mode you basically see is like little uh colored circles and that tells you how far away that mining point is and you basically mine in that direction then you'll find something it could be like a rare item it could be something exciting yeah. but i've found like some pur- i've seen a couple of purple ones of those they're often oh, really? most of them are like yellow but yeah. purple ones actually took me to like a little like a little, a little building, which, well, a little like room which I could enter. And there's really hard enemies in there. No way. There's like a treasure chest at the end. Sure. And and like even when you're like mining uh, in this this whole massive area to get these like, iron ores or whatever or copper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even then like there's like these old artifacts from the from the old world I like I was trying to I was going in a direction of one of these areas to dig and there's like I found a massive boat just under there. <laughs> Like it's just really, it's just really, really <laughs> random. But it's yeah. it's kind of cool. I'm like, I'm trying to get to this thing, and now, now I need to like dig around this huge ship that's just in here from the <laughs> olden days. Um, but yeah, like so, it, I, I ha- I've given every one of my research discs to the scientists. I haven't bothered getting to the church. Yeah. What, what what sort of stuff have you done? Uh, so I focused on the yeah the scientific research place so far. Yeah. Um, just like out of convenience because the church people I think only appear like in on certain days, don't they? Um, for you to hand the seeds yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, but, but but pretty much like the whole like most of the town goes there to those those services. Yeah, like, you, you see them like all going up the hill. Yeah, uh, but I'd rather give my discs and stuff to 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 the uh, to the to the woman at the, in the in the in the research center. Yeah, yeah, and it like and it's but just yeah, so like, interesting. Like, so when you get the commission to build, there's like basically they need like five of these cars that are like taxis, basically. Um, so you take the commission to build one and it takes fucking ages so when i streamed it that was like pretty much just me trying to build this one car but then by the time you've built one you've got all the stuff you need to make cars so then you get a commission for another one and it only took me about 10 minutes to build the next one because oh, really? I, yeah because yeah, i had my all the ages 
and I and like basically I got a message saying like a letter in the morning mm-hmm. which you have like a post box outside your house yeah. and it said oh there's uh, these five commissions for D I think they're called DDs, DDs. Yeah, yeah these like little taxis we'd really like it if you took one so I took one and then when I went back there's four more and I was like I was on the impression these are like you better rush to get yeah, one because these are going to sell sort of, like hotcakes yeah it implies no, that you're like they're still available it, yeah it implies that you're in competition with like other workshops in town. And yeah, and, and you are you are actually in competition. So every yeah. like, I did, there's like this like leaderboard of you and the other workshops. And at the end of each week, mm. I think it's weekly, um, a week in game. There's, there's like a leaderboard. Well, there's a leaderboard permanently, but yeah. if you're in the top three, um, then you get like different rewards depending on where you've placed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was totally under the impression that like, look, you should rush and get one of these commissions because they're going to fly off the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I went back, there's still four more. I'm like, yeah. okay, so you, you have me over about that. You lied to me, didn't you? But I, I, right at the start of the game, when you're like, you arrive on Portia and then you like meet the mayor or whoever yeah. it is, and he's like, oh, here's on commissions. This is how this thing works. This guy called Higgins. Mm who's like been there for ages like he like you're about to be handed your first commission or show you how commissions work and this Higgins guy runs up and like nicks your commission yeah like literally so right he, in front of you just fucking yanks yeah, it out like, of the mayor's hand, the guy's hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's mine you twat <laughs> so um, there is that, what, what I'm doing now is if you if as soon as you wake up in the morning if you go to Higgins like house you can he's like he's like smelting his like stuff and you can basically nick an, an oar every morning <laughs> are you doing are, are you doing that no. if you get there basically around like well if you Run there, put on straight away between like eight and half past eight. <laughs> his machines dump out like whether he's made like a copper bar shit. or bronze bar. You can go there and take Still it. And, like, shit. You know, I wouldn't have done that normally, but the fact that you nicked my first guy's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an absolute twat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the the, the core gameplay loop is just it. I'm just horribly, horribly addicted to it because it yeah. always feels like okay, you need to make this. I'm like, well, I need to do to make that. I actually need to upgrade my entire workbench. Okay, so I'll do that, and that might take like a few minutes or a couple of overnight overnights. But then mm. I need to go here to get that because I need that. I need that part of the element to add something else. I need to mine this. I need to kill that animal. Combine them. Then I've got the upgraded workbench. Now I can finally do that other thing that I've got the commission for. <laughs> but you, you're juggling a lot of things, but it's just really, really incredibly satisfying. Yeah, and it's uh, like you've, I'm finding it. like you've got this constant thing of like, like yeah, okay. So your goal might be build a car or a bridge or whatever, and like you've always got like goals, but like at different time frames. So you've got like your immediate thing you need to do, um, and, or you know a whole set of immediate things you need to do, and then there'll be like sort of mid tier, sort of like because you know I need these things because I need to build you know this like processing like piece of kit or whatever or a new workbench or whatever and then the one above that is build a car and it's so even though that ultimate goal might be quite a way off there are so many steps towards it that you always feel like you're achieving something you're always working towards stuff um so in that sense it sort of paces itself really nicely um because you're always like yeah, even though your goal might be like hours away, you've always like taken these like significant steps towards it. Um, it's just yeah, it's just so compelling. But it doesn't feel like cynical about it. It's not like it doesn't feel like it's tricking you into like getting addicted to it. It's just no, satisfying. And actually, I think you could probably go only one one way and play one way, and not even see the other parts. So, like yeah. you could basically spend all day. Talking to the other, all the other residents. Yeah, you can spend all day just farming. I mean, I basically 
I've got I've talked to some people if if they pass me, but I haven't really gone out of my way to talk to certain people, mm-hmm. and I haven't really bothered with the farming. I've just really focused on upgrading my tools and doing a couple of commissions and stuff and yeah. to get some money behind me. Because like, like you- I haven't upgraded my house yet, and you can basically <laughs> buy like you can upgrade your house and all all the various like tools and machines you're using. You can like. Uh, getting like furniture sets and if you have if you get the whole like furniture set that will help you with other attributes like it will increase our defense mm. or attack that there's this whole like uh combat mechanic as well being good to like, different dungeons and you can i believe you can like enlist the help of other residents oh, really? to help you go for these like quite hard dungeon sections cool. right now I've just been like killing certain animals to get like fur or teeth or whatever i need for my like mm. things i'm building but uh, yeah, and it, th- th- there's just so much to do. But I think you could just take it piecemeal and just do the bits you enjoy doing. Yeah, totally. Like uh, like I said, yeah, so I also haven't leaned into the the farming stuff at all, um, which I'm assuming becomes quite a I'm, big I'm, deal. I'm definitely talking to Emily, who's like the farm. Oh yeah, yeah. The farmer next door. Yeah. Definitely doing that. I'm just not bothering her. And are I you sizing her up, Matt? To... Is, you, is she your future <laughs> wife? Possibly. I'm not, I don't want to say anything because Higgins will probably come in and nick her. Um, because he's got, yeah, but I mean, so I've done lots of missions for her, but mm-hmm. you know, I haven't really bothered with the farming just because yeah. I've, I haven't upgraded my house and I've got like hardly any room with all my machines in, yeah. in, in the house. I've, yeah, so I've, I've bought the, the first sort of land expansion and so I need sort to of rearrange yeah. things, but yeah, I've not upgraded the house yet, which I do want to do because well, it's what, kind what, of what? boring on the inside at the moment. But. Yeah, me too. I mean, I fix all the holes. If you fix all the holes right yeah. in the house, because if you don't do that, you wake up like half. Standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, what what this does different or similarish, but also kind of different to Stardew is Stardew. If you don't, if I I haven't played for a long time, but from what I remember, like, if you don't get home in a certain time, you basically like punished mm. next day in terms of stamina. Or yeah, yeah. You might lo- I think I think you fall asleep, and as someone says next morning, I found you asleep. Yeah. Oh, but you've lost loads of your money and yeah. what you had carrying on you. Whereas this basically. Um, so if it's three o'clock, if it's three in the morning and you're outside, you just wake up in your bed and that's that. You, there's no more punishment. But okay. I'm all, like, once it hits two o'clock, it says you should be getting to bed pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it hits three, you fall asleep on on the spot you you are you you are at that moment, and then you wake up and there's no real repercussions. But okay. what what I'm doing is I it hits two o'clock and I leave a dungeon or leave wherever I am, and I always see Emily walking down the road, and I'm like, Matt, this is not a time to start spark a conversation <laughs> at like twenty to three in the morning. Also, she's always walking down it like quarter three in the morning i'm like where have you been you know, emily where have you been you've got a farm to run yes yeah, they, they keep strange hours it's just what yeah but you put you probably you're saying she's already up she's been up all night <laughs> i was thinking don't you farmers wake up before in the morning you know you're you're crawling into bed at three uh, come on you emily it's a bit weird but yeah so but there's no repercussions or issues by okay by just falling asleep where you are but uh I think yeah, like the yeah. the key difference between this and Stardew is like so Stardew Valley, which is great. I'm not slacking off Stardew Valley, but oh, it's it's, a, it's incredible. Yeah, but like the I mean, I know James, you weren't a massive fan, but you you're wrong. Sorry. Um, Sorry. It does the whole thing in Stardew Valley where you you know where you're doing the stuff for the the sort of spirits in the village hall, and you so it'll be like get us these like five different crops or all these different flowers or these different types of stone. And then you sort of offer it, and then they magically repair something in town, or they'll reinstate the you know the bus station that takes you somewhere else, or whatever. It's like so that, so that like it's quite an indirect relationship. You're just sort of doing jobs, and then some magical spirits do some work for you. Whereas with this, it's like no, you fucking 
build it yourself and you put it together yeah. and you like, you're actually building a town aren't yeah you, really? and you just i don't know yeah just this real sense of like contribution and like getting stuck in and i don't know it's great i really really like it yeah but i mean i, I loved stardew at the time yeah. and even you said james like oh it's far too much busy work mm. like stardew is super relaxing compared to like compared to this is much more you can very easily have min maxis and that's probably <laughs> why i've been so heavily into it over the weekend because it's really like it's really hit that like I I don't have to, but I just want to min max, and I want yeah. to like I'm just constantly. There's always something else to do, yeah. um, but I think you can play it quite quite relaxed. But for me, it's it's way it, you can be way more intense than Stardew ever was. As much as I love Stardew, and Stardew is amazing, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of the same functionality. You can fish and you can do dungeons if you want, and there's loads of other things like that. But this feels like a lot of those mechanics, but increase in complexity. But yeah. I, I'm actually all for that. I'm actually really, en- I'm massively enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, it's like you say, uh, like the game is man- is absolutely huge. So yeah. th- there's a lot still to see. Yeah, it's like you say, though, there's a real satisfaction in that that sense of running a workshop. Like, <laughs> like you say, sort of managing. You know, not not that you like have to do this, but as you say, sort of trying to be efficient with your time and stuff. You're like, right, shit. Well, I've got these three commissions. This one needs handing in tomorrow, so I prioritize that. I need to produce these things, and then like, ah, fuck, I could do with an extra smelter. I'll build that first, and then that means just stuff like that. And it just just feels yeah. good. It's just satisfying to do. I also feel really bad if I've taken a commission and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can get it done Can't in time. Asked, and I'm like, but I need to do this other thing because I actually want to get this other thing built. And then, yep. yeah, I feel like, oh, these guys aren't going to like me in town if I've like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah. Like after a while, they go say, look, Matt, like you're not going to do it clearly, so you're not, you can't even take anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hugely enjoying it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely got like some technical and performance issues. Yeah, I and mean, I wonder if that's just a switch thing. But and yeah, yeah as Sean said at the beginning, it's it, like opening menus can be slow. Mm. It it doesn't feel buttery smooth like it should do. Mm. I it, it it you know even now I can go to a menu and it'll like hang for a second. I'm like, yeah. is it going to crash? Is it? Yeah. No, it's not going to crash. <laughs> So I haven't actually I haven't had a crash yet. I've just it just it just hangs a lot on the menus and it's just a bit slow and yeah and like the menus are a bit unwieldy and I've played like enough this weekend that I have now got the understanding about you know what button does what and how I can quickly navigate the uh, the menus but it's not it's by no means perfect. Yeah, I think like despite all that, I am still glad I have it on the Switch just for it being portable. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just, no, I wouldn't play it anywhere near enough if it was yeah. on PS4 yeah, or Xbox. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or PC. Um, I mean, I'd still like. Yeah, if you don't have a Switch, I would still recommend it on the other formats. But yeah, like if you've got a Switch and you've been put off by the, you know, technical issues, don't be because I think it's still worth it overall. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, properly enjoying it. I'm not showing any signs of slowing down. I think I'm. I mean, because I said it'd be interesting because obviously I streamed it for two hours and I was still sort of quite early days and I was saying it, it'll be a fun one to like do another stream of it in like a month or whatever and I hope oh, definitely, hopefully yeah. it'll all be like completely different so yeah that'd be cool yeah it, I'm like yeah it, it, it's just a great game I'm, I'm, I'm it, it's your stream that sold me I'm like well yeah. I've heard about it but now I've, I've watched it I'm yeah all over it so cool. yeah can't wait to play more yeah um, that's all of mine have you got any more Matt no I mean I've, I've played I've streamed Blood on Sunday but it's mostly been time at Portia and um, I don't really want to play anything, anything else in all honesty fair dues emails okay James that's you yeah <laughs> um sorry if, <laughs> what, are, are you hanging in there we'll see just about yeah so uh, so hand like time wise are you, is it am. like five in the morning yeah it's five in the morning Jesus okay, okay. I've gone through the whole night it's fine okay <laughs> 
if you want to email us, it's podcast at thecommunitygameshow.com. Uh, David Trapmore says, uh, Hi all, uh, when starting a big RPG, do you have to have a go? Oh, sorry. Do you have a go to type? That doesn't make any sense. If you have a go to type of character. Do you have a go to type? Do you have a go to type of character stroke class? Do you ever agonise over what class to be? It happens to me a lot, as I know I'm probably only going to play such a long game once and do not want to regret the decision. Uh, very excited to play Dragon's Dogma again on the Switch. Never got anywhere close to finishing it before, but I can't decide what class to go with. Usually go with sword and shield, big armor type characters, but I've heard the game's magic system is very good and crazy. Um, so what do you think? So generally speaking, I, I think yeah, I think I generally go for sort of like rogue type classes, so a lot of damage and sneaking around and shit. Don't know why. Um, I think I think that's one of the reasons I'd never enjoyed Skyrim as much as everyone else because I feel like every dungeon took me like three times as long to do because I was because I always wanted that damage bonus from not being spotted before attacking someone. So I'm like sneaking into every possible encounter. Whereas if I'd just gone for like a warrior type, I'd just be charging in and beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely me on the uh, the Dragon's Dogma point. Um, the, I think the the mage classes are okay. The really interesting sort of magic class is the ah fuck, what's he called? It's basically like the mage stroke warrior uh, cross um, that you get later on, where it's like you sort of you like imbue your shield with magic spells, and then by doing like a perfect guard, like it's basically like doing like a parry, it then like like then sort of that's how you shoot like the magic spell with it um so it's just properly interesting there's also a magic archer which is basically like obviously it's like a medieval rpg but it feels a bit like playing res you like you have this magic bow and you just like paint targets and like then let go and all these fucking bolts fly everywhere it's fucking like really good um but yeah yeah i mean that is actually if i have the choice then i usually go i mean in the older Elder Scrolls game, they used to call them spell swords. Oh, yeah. You know, the ones that... And that's kind of what I usually go for. It's like, you know, the ones that are like magic armoured mages, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You're using magic and weapons. Yeah. I usually go for that if I can. Yeah, yeah. I don't really play enough RPGs to, 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 to do it, but for any sort of game where there is different classes, I typically go for, like, a stealthy one if possible because then it means I can avoid combat if I'm just rubbish at it. <laughs> uh, but for, 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 for things like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's that really. Yeah. Uh, but so so Dragon's Dogma, like mm. on that. So it, it, is this going to have a whole new life on Switch? And are you quite excited? Or I am. Or I mean, I am excited. It is like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, what sort of game is it again? So, so is it, it like an Oblivion style game or? Uh, what? Yeah, it's like a third person action RPG. Um, that like on the face of it is like oh you get like at the start a dragon steals your heart and then it means you're the one who has to kill the dragon and you're like right okay this doesn't seem particularly interesting and then um you know mild spoilers you fight the dragon and then it turns out there's like way more shit going on and it does like it does like a half-hearted credit sequence and you're like is this it? Like, because <laughs> it's quite a cool fight and everything, but it doesn't feel as final as it could. And then, yeah, and then like a major event happens, and the game carries on and gets way better and more interesting. Um, like, it's it's a properly fascinating game. Um, is yeah, it? And like, is it open the, the, world or is it's it open world? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously known of this, but mostly for the stuff you spoke about. And like, I I, I never actually have ever looked into what it was, but I remember you always saying like. The ending isn't 
incredible yes. or, or what it stands for. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I, um, even though at the time I had no intention of playing it, mm. I never actually ever look, looked into it. Mm. And like, that's always a bit, even before this was announced on Switch, I've always been like, I wonder what that Dragon's Dogma thing even was. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it, what, is this going to be like a full price like release? Uh, no, I, the... I think it's like 25 quid on the Switch, which is a bit. Hmm. steep given that this game's like you know a full generation old or whatever um but apparently the switch port is like flawless um and does this include like is there dlc yeah so there was a there was like an expansion which they released as like a standalone release so it sort of included the base game as well um but yeah that was i mean it's very hard but the, again the, the stuff it does sort of story-wise is, is fascinating it's just like the combat's cool as fuck it's like really open-ended so you'll fight like um like a chimera so it has like a a part of it's a lion part of it's a goat and then parts of it like part of it's like a snake um and like each part of it takes damage independently so and each and each part has different abilities so like if you kill like the goat part of it does like the magic spell so if you kill the goat which i think is at the back then like it can't do magic spells anymore and it like and it because it kills that part of the creature it then changes the way it like animates and behaves because you're essentially it's got this this creature that like half of it is dead and can't move so the lion's sort of dragging around this sort of dead sort of rear half and just like loads of fascinating stuff there's like you fight these like griffins which you know they cut they swoop down at you and you can jump and like grab onto them it has this sort of shadow of the colossus style like climbing system so you can grab onto enemies climb around on them and then it'll just fucking take off and it's like flying around with you on it and then you have to try and like like cause like fire damage to its wings so that it then falls back like crashing back to back to earth with you still fucking clinging to it um it <laughs> it does all this fascinating stuff there's like a shop in the game that will counterfeit items so like so, like, there's a quest where this one guy's like, there's this magic book that lets you do really powerful magic, and I want it, and I need it. Oh, it's like, it's been stolen from me. I need you to get it back. And you go through this whole quest to get it back, and then you can, before you actually hand it in, you can go to the counterfeiting shop, get a counterfeit made of it, and then give the guy the counterfeit. <laughs> and then there's, like, a, a mission later on where you're fighting this big enemy, and he fucking steps in. He's like, it's okay, guys, I got the fucking magic book. I'm going to sort it. Oh, no. And then he doesn't do anything because... <laughs> But but equally, like you can, you can swap items. Like it's, there's just so much mad shit in this game. You have these things called pawns, which are like basically like your sort of AI assistant. You have like your main pawn, but then you have two other slots in your team where you can hire other people's main pawns, and you can use them to swap items with other players. So you could do the mission to get the magic book, get a counterfeit made of it, give the magic book magic book to the guy in the game but then give another player the real magic book so that they can take the quest and then immediately go like oh yeah here you go i've got it <laughs> and like so you can speed run it in all these really weird ways if other people help you out and just give you like essential items for certain parts it's just it's fucking nuts and it's such an interesting game and I, yeah i really hope more people check it out now that's coming yeah, out it, it, it's out tomorrow shit on switch yeah okay I should, uh, I should probably pre-order that. Yeah. I mean, I would, but my time at Portia, maybe when that's calm down, <laughs> I'll, I'll be on yeah, that. Yeah, there it is. That. interesting. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, yeah, sorry, I fucking Dragon's Dogma, I can bang on about it all day. The, the interesting thing with the pawns is that when they... So, like, you, obviously your main pawn can be hired by other players, right? And it's all totally asynchronous, so it's not like, you, like you, you know, your pawn actually disappears. Know, so this is other, like, real-life players. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Not AI. This is okay. Yeah. So 
someone could hire so i have like so my pawn who's like my best mate and i've customized him and stuff and i choose his gear and his and his character and everything um other people can hire him and he doesn't when he's away with other people he doesn't gain experience points he doesn't level up but he does learn what to do in certain missions or how to fight certain enemies you can see like how much knowledge they have of like certain quests or like um you know how to defeat a certain type of enemy so they might learn that wolves hate fire or whatever and then so like he'll come back into your game and he'll be like oh i know what to do here i will imbue your weapon with fire because that will help loads or equally like if you've got a mate who's finished the game you can hire their pawn and like literally you'll start a mission say say it's like a mission where you're going through like a dungeon or whatever and you get to a locked door it'll just be like oh the key's over here follow me and it'll just fucking run off <laughs> and it's yeah it's it's an absolutely oh, wow, that's crazy yeah it's a fascinating system um yeah by dragon's dogma it's good it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it does sound good actually okay next email yep um SMW, he says, I believe there is a huge market of potential gamers out there who, via game streaming to TVs, could support big budget versions of new or revived game genres. Sports are an easy example of this. People who would never see themselves as gamers and wouldn't pay to buy hardware, but would happily play a rugby, snooker or tennis or cricket game, etc. Outside of more traditional sports games, could we see gamers uh, games that cater for 8 million people who watch Coronation Street uh, every week, the 13 million who tune in for Strictly, fin- Strictly Final, or the 14 million who watch Planet Earth 2? Mobile gaming has shown there is a massive market for weird and wonderful games if non-traditional gamers already have the means of access available to them. Do you think streaming services like xCloud and Stadia could lead to AAA revivals of more niche genres or if, is the mass market happy enough with lower quality budget games on a free-to-play model? I think he's just answered his own yeah. question there. But, you know. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I first read this, I was like, I didn't understand a single word of it. I was like... What, what, what do you mean? But I, I, I do. So from from what I gather from the email, it's basically like you know, are we going to see? I guess casual games are going to hit like the mass market in a way that can't even more. Can't you? Mm. Well, that's the thing. Like I guess <laughs> you know, if you go if you get like public transport to and from work, you see like you know anyone, people of all ages, and 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 all sorts of people playing basically match free puzzle games on their phone and all sorts of games really. Mm. I'm completely surprised to see like people playing almost like like RTS games on their phone. It, you know, if you look at them, you wouldn't potentially like suspect that that they're that sort of game or that they're a game at all. But people are finding these games. But I think something like XCloud or Stadia feels like another another more complex level. I don't yeah. think it's something they're gonna, just going to chance upon. Whereas you know, lots of people have a smartphone and they have like apps downloaded anyway, and it's not a huge leap to then also find like a puzzle a game to spend some time to do on the commute you know whereas stadia or xcloud that's going to require i think a lot more thought and and you know an, an actual interest in it you're not going to chance upon that you're not going to find that yeah and like um, i think most normal people who aren't already interested in this stuff like there is still a bit of a, a hardware buy-in isn't there because you're probably going to need the controller or a chromecast or whatever and that's already a level that i think you know the sort of audience he's talking about probably can't be asked with. Um, also, I mean, all the like the okay, Amazon and Apple and Google to a degree, I expect as well. Like, I've all tried doing this anyway. Yeah, you know, like, and it it never it doesn't get beyond like crappy free to play games, does it? Really, mm. at the moment, yeah. You know, like in terms of that, it's. I mean, maybe for sort yeah. of you know sort of largely sort of passive um, story based stuff. 
that could be interesting. But then we're already seeing that with Netflix and they're sort of trying, mm. um, you know, sort of trying out the, the interactive stuff, which is, you know, with mixed results. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that Bear Grylls one out already? I think it, it is. is isn't it? Uh, have you tried it? I haven't, but I've heard you can basically just spend an evening just killing him in really gruesome ways. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm quite interested. Yeah. In it, but, Same uh, is it like yeah. drink urine out of a snake and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Basically, so, is that down, away, down yeah. in a swamp and stuff? Um, yeah, I yeah I I see what he's getting at, um, but I think I mean okay. So yeah, games that cater for the eight million people who, who watch Cory every week is an interesting idea. But I think the key thing is that like for people who who are you know who follow a soap like Cory like. That's just a thing that just falls into their lap at a set time every week. People enjoy the routine of it, and they enjoy then talking about it at work or or whatever. And like just and, sitting down, turn their brain off. Yeah, not really I required think, to do it. Yeah, I think it being passive is is a big part of that. Um, like and yeah, you see a lot of people playing like free to play games and match free and stuff but that's because they're on the commute and they've got, they got nothing else to do I yeah. guess but um, yeah the idea of like one of these things being transcendent from a traditional game consoles because maybe in you know, like five years every smart TV would just have his stuff built in and you can just play Xcaldor Stadium or whatever it's just mm. an app on your TV and mm. you can play it with, using your phone maybe it will become that easy and Maybe with enough advertising, it could be like, oh, everyone's got a game console now because it's just on every device you have. Yeah. And maybe, maybe there will there will be. It'd be interesting if if like old genres or new genres pop up that can cater for that. But um, mm. who it's knows? Where I mean, it makes it, the money in it is the thing. Yeah. That's well, yeah, funny. yeah. As soon as like the strictly game comes out on Stadia, <laughs> then uh, yeah, it'll be there all, <laughs> o- all over it. Right, is that it for emails? That's it for emails. Cool. Let's go on to uh, tweet. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Thomas Lamafly forty two starts us off. After James tweeted the Tomato Convenience Store, um, what other strange shops can you tell us about from his time in China? Have you seen anything that's more mad compared to the last time? Anything else that's popped up in recent years? Uh not really. I mean, there was there was the place where I used to live where they had this shop that sold doors, and it was called the Ministry of Interior Doors. <laughs> Which was I don't, <laughs> Brilliant. I, I don't know why uh, that was that was good. There's a lot less brothels now than there used to be, which is probably also because of the the political climate. Mm. There used to be loads of those, but um. Well, yeah. ham, so uh, like, are they legal over there? What's the deal? No, no, they're no, not no, legal. Okay. It's um. The fu- did I ever tell you the funniest thing I ever saw with that? Actually, no, I shouldn't. No, it's all right. <laughs> no, no, go on. Hell. It's gone. You can. You no, 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 it's, no it's, it's just terrible. It's a terrible story. I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> the listeners are dying <laughs> now. No, it's just, no, it's terrible. It's like the thing on the I boss, was going to say, this, James I'm, is just I'm hoping not... this replaces the boss thing. Yeah. No, it's it's, not, it's nothing I did or anything. It's something I saw, and it was just... I mean, it was Okay, basically what it was was Okay, the, here we go. See, what they have is they have, like, these, like... It's it's called, like, massage place, yep. but it's not really. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah, not really yeah, that. Yeah. And as I said, they don't really exist so much anymore, but they used to be like everywhere, like all the time, particularly because they like cater for like migrant workers that are like coming into the city, right. um, you know, from the countryside and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just remember once seeing, because what they always do is they always have like women like sitting in the windows, yeah. you know, like as you walk past and stuff. And that was always awkward. Yeah, because they, if you're going to get a massage, you're like, I want to know who's going to give me a nice massage because I've got a really like stiff neck. I said neck. And um, <laughs> yeah, like I want to know who's going to give me a lovely, lovely old massage. 
Yeah. So you walk past, I mean, I, I remember I used to walk past, like, with my daughter when she was, like, born. I'd be, like, carrying or whatever. And they'd, like, see you and they'd, like, be, like, waving at you and, like, beckoning you to come oh, for God's sake. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm with my daughter. Yeah. It's, it's messed up. Yeah. But, 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 but my neck is stiff, so maybe <laughs> I'll find a crash. But then one time I saw this old man, like, walk in there and he, like, walked into the, this is terrible. He, he like, walked into there and then, like, looked at the woman that was sitting there on the stool. Mm-hmm. Just shook his head and then walk out and walked out. Christ! And it was just so. It was just so awful. Just the whole thing was just awful. It's just. <laughs> I guess maybe she wasn't like a shopperist, or maybe maybe there wasn't a specialist. It probably in... was that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah like that, I would. Yeah. I would assume totally. so. Yeah. But uh, as I said, but under Xi Jinping, you know, if that's all that stuff, it's there's much less of it. It's all gone underground now. I've, I've heard. Oh, uh, so it's still so, yeah. right. Yeah, it's still going on as yeah, much course, as it was. Yeah. It's just not okay. It's just not as obvious because yeah. they used to have this thing whereby. Um, because the the police used to go and like raid these places all the time, mm-hmm. but it's like it was all based on like if you knew people and stuff, then it was fine because right. you could just pay the police yeah. and you know it's okay. You know it's yeah, it's uh, but yeah, they used to be everywhere, but not so much now. Yeah, and is it? Uh, um, no, fuck it. No, sorry, we're getting way too much into this. Carry on. No, no, no. Go on. What was you gonna say? You might as well. I was just gonna say like because I know that because the reason like organised prostitution isn't allowed here is because it. Like because that you know opens up the door to women actually being like really badly treated. Um, yeah. Is how is it in China? Is it? It's not okay. great. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's not great. Yeah. And I mean, part of it is also because of this like transient population of people that are coming into like construction work and stuff like right, that, yeah. and they're away from their families for like long periods of time, yeah. and it's just the whole thing. I mean, you can re- there's, there's tons of research on yeah. this because it's it's awful. Yeah. The whole situation is terrible. Yeah. Grim. Uh, but when I was in Prague, uh, for the st- I went to the stag do a couple of weeks ago oh, yeah. in Prague. Uh, the, lo- the location of which I accidentally revealed on this podcast because um, <laughs> it was a city. It, we, we hadn't told the stag where we're going, and I just to- I totally for- well, I didn't think he listened. Uh, he's mentioned it. He listened in the past, but I just forgot. Yeah. I know like one of my friends joined. He definitely does, but I didn't think uh, Chris did. And um, I think there was like a question about like holiday destinations, and I was like, I think I'm going to Prague in the summer, <laughs> and then maybe like stop myself. Anyway, um, yeah, he 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 found out where location was because of the podcast. So sorry about that. Um, but anyway, like, we're we're in Prague, and like we um, there was like a in like the apartment building which we stayed there's a strip club. Right. Um, uh, and when we were getting like a taxi, we were out like on the night. Obviously, and we got like a cab back. And we're like, oh yeah, it's where like the Rio strip club is. He's like. Uh, the, 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 there's there's no real strip club. I was like, no, it's it's there's it's, it's in this location. So, oh, you mean uh, you mean the Rio brothel? Uh. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that 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 explains so much. That explains so much. Lovely, actually. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, but anyway, Prague's amazing. If you guys haven't been, it's I uh, haven't, awesome, no. awesome place to be. And next question. Let's not, let's not anything not about brothels. Let's see. Oh yeah, Adam Capone. Any excitement for dreams? I bought the beta recently for twenty four ninety nine. Loving it so far. Hopefully, someone somewhere eventually make uses it to make a TCGS show game. Like it, it's out now, isn't it? Like, this like it's early, like access, early access. Beta. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. No, what what I played of the beta a couple of months back, I wasn't fussed. Maybe if I had the time to make stuff with it. Um, but I think, as I said at the time, I just like I was playing through all the the stuff that like stuff that people made and stuff from people people like from Media Molecule. Like some of it was like really you know, visually really interesting, um, but I just felt a lot of it was like okay, it's like a first person shooter, but it's not actually as good as a real one. Oh, it's a driving game, but it's not actually as good as a real driving game, etc. Um, 
Yeah, um, but like, a TCGS fans tweeted us last week, but I, I, we, we ran out of time. But basically, they also said, "Oh, but modeling things in 3D and PSVR might be actually groundbreaking." Like that's the only bit, mm-hmm. the VR bit. I, I and mean, originally, I thought the whole game's in VR, but now it's like they're gonna add it in later or whatever. But yeah, like the idea of making things for in 3D for PSVR, that's like a whole different thing. Like if we can. The idea of making levels mm. in in VR is so much more interesting to me yeah. than just making a 2D thing. So I'm very interested to see what that's like. And if people say that's a worthwhile experience, I will probably buy mm. it for that alone. Yeah. Um, even though I have no interest in making levels normally, but maybe if I can, you know, I can make things with, I can make huge things and see the scale <laughs> and you know all the things we love in VR. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what that's like when that does eventually drop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a Shawnee boy, Oh the Farley. My brother is off to China in three weeks at the end of June. Chengdu and Beijing. Any recommendations or things to see, taste, or do? He's never been before. Uh, if he's going to Chengdu, then definitely eat loads of Sichuan food because it's great. And uh, Beijing's okay. It's fine. I mean, there's <laughs> just just try try some Xinjiang food and stuff like that. It's this that all that stuff's really good. <laughs> Just the food. Right. The food is really good. Just eat loads of food over there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the recommendation. Have the Sichuan food in Chengdu because it, it's really spicy and very good. Uh, we're going to end this one because uh, James is basically dying uh, <laughs> out of the wheel because it's five o'clock uh, given, given a time difference. Um, uh, okay, Oodles Odeem. It's Easter's so favourite chocolate bar. Mine's a classic Snickers. Let's end on an easy one. Um, Sean. Yeah, nothing wrong with the Snickers. Oh, I don't know what my favourite would be though. I'm not much of a chocolate guy I'm, I'm more of a, a mao am man to be honest <laughs> the thing is you can't eat a bag of mao am like i just don't i just you can't like buy one in a shop and then walk down the road eating them can oh, you i, I, just I don't can feel, oh Abs- i can't absolutely I feel, I feel like death afterwards, I, I, I feel bad actually like if i bought like a mildew at lunch and i'm like there's like a small lot shopping area like, near, near the office yeah. and i'm like buy that maybe i'll buy like a toffee crisp is my answer by the way for okay yeah. and if i if i'm like walking down the road eating a toffee crisp i see i just feel i'm not a fan of weird. It. I, I know i, I know what you mean awkward. yeah I don't quite know why. It's a bit like it's, not, it's, <laughs> it's a bit like when you see like a, a set of swings and you're like, do you know what? I'd quite fancy a go on them, but it's, I, just, I just bloody can't. love a swing. It's inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, do I, that. I, I still do that. I still go on the swings. Do you? I I should. Yeah, but yeah. would you eat a Toffee Crisp walking down the road? Probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I feel awkward about it. I don't know what like. There, there's just, there's there's just something I'm... infantile about it. I think. But uh, yeah, but maybe. and yeah, yeah like you, yeah. sitting you know sitting at your desk and eating one's absolutely fine. So what's yeah why? It's fine. I wasn't saying the size like... of me. I'm, of course, I'm not bothered about it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so favorite chocolate bar, James? <laughs> I don't know. Mars, maybe. Mars. Something like that. Fucking hell. Yeah. What? That's basic. Well, that down. Uh, yeah. My actual and well, I don't know. Actually, it's a toss up between Lion and Bounty. Oh, about, I, different I, needs, I, isn't I love it? A, Both I love of them. A bounty, mate. I, I bloody love crunchies, but I do generally feel weird about eating them not on a Friday. <laughs> well, I tell you, I do Maltesers as well. I'm a, that's a that's not like, a chocolate right. bar, Farley. <laughs> I know, but it's also what was your choice there, James? Maltesers. Maltesers. Maltesers yeah. are brilliant. Yeah, um, they're not a chocolate. We, bar, are, we are, are like good. fucking spoiled for chocolate here, though. To be fair, like you forget that, like when people visit here from America, they just like buy loads of Cadburys. Which to us is just like default normal chocolate. <laughs> Whereas actually, yeah, if you're used yeah. to American stuff, it's fucking amazing. 
But yeah, Toffee Crisp, or depending on what day you ask me, maybe Double Decker, but to- probably Toffee. Uh, like when I was, uh, you know, very young doing my paper rounds. So what's that like? Twelve, thirteen? I, I, I don't know when that starts. Uh, like on payday on Saturday when I got my sixteen pounds. Yeah. Nice. Um, I bought an Apple Tango and a Double Decker. That was oh, you didn't it. have that them was, together, did you? That doesn't work. Yes, it's a little treat, like a little cheeky apple tango and a little double decker. Surely that, that like, once you've had a bit of the chocolate, the tango will just taste like acid. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I didn't mind. What, you, what, you, want to do, what you want to do, mate, is get a chocolate bar and then just a little bottle of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been beaten up in the off license, Sean, if I did that. <laughs> yeah, but it tastes good. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, that, yeah, we're done. Okay. Thank, thanks for your questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, this ended up being a long one. Sorry, James. Um, you're probably about it's eleven o'clock. Probably about to pass out. Uh, right. <laughs> thanks very much, everyone. James, good to have you back. Sorry, you're dying. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Watch the streams. Give us your subs. Really appreciate it. And thank you for letting us be natural. See you next week. Thank you. Bye. Sorry, I was totally, like, babbling.